0: Can you be quiet, please? Thank you.
1: Welcome to Pirate Radio Live.
0: It's-a me, and there's-a <laughs> Clip?
2: Hey, man, good to see you, brother.
3: Excitement time. Clamp down! Clamp down! Clamp down! Clamp down! Pirates, pirates. are going dancing, pirates. baby! They picked us last. They picked us last. And now we're going dancing. We're going dancing. How about those friggin' pirates?
1: Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, welcome
3: on in to a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios, coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 In Washington, you can find us on 1250, 930, online, PR927FM.com. And as always, we want you to be a part of the show. You can chime in on Facebook Live or YouTube with your questions, comments, concerns, thoughts, birthdays, anniversaries, otherwise. Uh, If you have a question for the offensive coordinator of the Pirates, Donnie Kirkpatrick, you can get that in at any time because we will be talking to donnie kirkpatrick coming up at five o'clock on today's show recapping the spring of course we'll dive into the quarterback position but also talk uh, about all the position groups there a lot of coaching changes on that side so how did that go this spring for donnie kirkpatrick and the offense we'll talk about that and a lot more coming up in two hours so you have a couple hours to get your questions in if you have them for Donnie Kirkpatrick. Also, we'll be talking to Ken Watlington from WNCT Channel 9. We'll hit on everything going on here locally and beyond in the world of sports. Had the uh, play-in games last night uh, in the NBA, and you had Minnesota blowing a lead and the Lakers winning it in overtime to get to the playoffs. And I, I, I have not watched any NBA basketball this year. I've kept up with scores here and there. Uh, The reason for that is the Charlotte Hornets were abysmal and just did not feel like... I always say, like, NFL, if Washington stinks, which has been the case for much of my football-watching life, it doesn't matter. I can watch any other game that's on TV. It can be the worst Thursday night game. It can be that sweet 425 game of the week, and I'll watch it, and that's because that's what i'm most interested in plus there's fantasy football there's all kinds of stuff going on major league baseball if the braves aren't good i'm pretty much out of it i I don't watch i I don't follow i like the braves don't really love major league baseball like i do the nfl same thing with the nba if the hornets are good i'll follow it if they're not i can ignore it and feel good about doing that so that's kind of where i'm at on the nba uh, but do want to hit on the playoffs. We do have some interesting matchups. I love the Warriors-King series, just the fact that the Kings are back in the playoffs for the first time since 06, I want to say. It was the longest drought in pro sports. That place, that the barns will be rocking on Saturday night. So I'm looking forward to <clears throat> that series, but we'll get into some of that. Uh, with ken watlington later on in the show patrick mason will join us at four o'clock as we talk all things ecu athletics we'll wrap up spring ball with him talk about last night's ecu baseball win and bobby pettiford making news transferring to east carolina we'll touch on that with p mace as well coming up in hour number two of today's show we got all that we got a giveaway and uh, like i said you as well all right, I see that we have a bunch of comments, and I'm going to guess this is a Steve Hill barrage, and I would be correct. Shirley, let's see if you have any of these. I uh... don't
4: have them. I bet you a million bucks All I right, don't have well,
3: them. we'll just have to do them ourselves. Clipper! Okay. Clipper! Go Gator. Go Gator. No, okay. A Bergerly. A Bergerly. A, a, a Bergerly. Good, good, Bergerly. First two thing. little butt cheeks. It's two little butt cheeks. Swinging dingers.
4: Swinging dingers.
3: Ric Flair. Woo.
4: Ric Flair. Woo. <sighs> All right. Oh wait a minute. <sighs> All
3: right. There we go. I'm a former long snapper. <laughs> <laughs> Chandler, that would be you. Uh, We need to hear that live. Oh, Chandler Honeycutt's here. Hey, Chandler, how you doing, bub?
5: What's up, Clipper? How you doing? I wasn't going to speak until I was introduced.
3: I'm a former long snapper.
5: I'm a former long snapper.
3: All right, there you go. I want to shake his hand.
2: I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand.
3: I don't want to talk about the weather. Don't care about the weather. Don't like the weather. I don't care
2: about the weather. I can't control the weather.
3: Don't want to talk about the weather. To put some ranch on it. Oh, to put some ranch on it. Tell them to bring me my money. Tell them to bring me my money. Hey! hey. And there it was. Glory right ho. Right in the
5: middle of it. Glory, Glory ho. ho.
3: Glory ho.
5: And there it was. Glory ho.
3: Uh, John Moody wants Brian Bailey laugh. <laughs> <laughs> um.
6: All
3: right. Uh, hopefully, we can get those clips back up there because that that hurt my voice that was quite the exercise there uh but a good way to to get rolling in the show so thank you steve for that nice icebreaker mike p has a question is alex flynn actually italian and was donny k secretly the bowl of pasta caller on the fifth quarter mm-hmm. all right i will probably not ask him that but thank you for getting that in we will uh ask some i should say we'll ask some of the questions uh that you present but not all john monroe says hashtag protect the sack we're not doing that today guys
5: that's yesterday we're not doing that today we're being serious today yeah
3: this is not what we're doing today we're not doing hashtag protect the sack john not today okay take that somewhere else
5: go back in time go back to yesterday and have fun with that but that was yesterday today's today we are serious today
3: if you could turn back time like share i
5: could turn
7: back time
3: off wow. the top of your head chandler give me one game you would change the result of go
5: the ucf game that's the first thing that popped in my head
3: i hate that answer so much
5: that's the first thing that popped in my i know head. i know sorry. and
3: i <laughs> i'm not like, blaming okay. you i'm sorry I, that came out wrong i didn't <laughs> <laughs> i hate
7: that answer so
5: damn
3: much <laughs> sorry no it's not you the first
5: game that i thought of it's
3: everyone do you remember we had this conversation before and some joker tried to tell me that that game had stakes, and it had zero stakes. Right? Yeah,
5: I do remember that.
3: That game had zero stakes. My answer would be, which I'm not saying is the correct answer, but the correct answer is NC State on the road after the three and start. Oh man, could have got to four and a uh, Those games. I was going to,
5: I was going to mock <clears throat> you and say, oh, I hate that answer, but I, I cannot say that. That is a good answer in
3: college football. This is unlike a lot of different sports. What happens early in the season is more important than the bowl game. To me. Some people disagree with that. Some people think bowl games are important. Um your bowl games, your most important games are when you're undefeated and trying ranked to go for that special magical season.
5: Ranked 15th in the in the country yeah. coming off a win against Virginia Tech, coming off a win against West Virginia. You went on the road to Tulane, and you suffered a major loss with Quentin Cotton going down, but you were able to escape New Orleans with a win, you're 3-0, and and then the test is, all right, you go to Raleigh, you're playing the Wolfpack, you're playing Russell Wilson, you're playing Greenville native Andre Brown, mm-hmm. who ended up scoring the game-winning touchdown in overtime, mm-hmm. um, and that was your game to kind of be like, all right, we are the real deal pirate nation you, you are, are the, the real deal. deal but we could not prove it that day in raleigh it would have been nice to go to four and where would the pirates have been ranked if they go on to win that game you're ranked 15th at the time could they crack and then in the top 10 maybe 11th
3: how huge would that game been the following week against houston, houston we now. end up losing that game but but man the excitement going into that one mm-hmm would have been fever pitch
5: yeah
3: uh brad and i would say he's got a good answer but all these are bad answers because they're bad memories texas super regional yeah you got a lead in game two
5: punch your ticket to omaha that's close a good it brand. out
3: close it out brad pirates couldn't do it if you guys could turn back time like share wanted to do what would what game would you change uh, what result would you I change? I would have gone
4: with the Temple
5: game.
3: Okay. So, <laughs> at the that one... point, you're like...
5: Where we turn the ball over five times in the range?
3: You're in the top 25 of the college football playoff yes. poll. You're looking at... The first year of it, I believe. Let's keep on winning. Let's get us in a, a big ball game. hmm And you go to Temple. Mm-hmm. And you fumble it away.
5: Mm-hmm. Like five times. Yeah. You put the ball on the ground five times. Now, the weather in Temple that day was crappy. It was not good. It was cold. But at the same time, you got to protect the football. you got to protect the rock. And that's exactly what the Pirates did not do. That
3: Hashtag time. protect the ball.
5: Hashtag protect the ball, not protect the sack.
3: Right. That's why I didn't say that, Chandler.
5: I think we protected the sack that day.
3: It's Chandler. Steve said, I don't care about the sack. I can't control the sack. Don't want to talk about the sack thank you me neither steve i appreciate that all right um i'm looking up the 2015 ecu football schedule that was just a that was a crazy year we don't need to go over it a million times but the injury quarterback the flip-flopping between kemp and summers uh, some really soul-crushing defeats there including how it ended 19 cincinnati. to 16 to cincinnati yeah. Do you remember this season, Chandler? You seem to. Big time. Big time, buddy. I was a
5: senior in high school, and it was the first time I have not seen the Pirates go to a bowl game in a long time.
3: And you were like, "What is this?" I was like,
5: "Wait, you're telling me that we're not going to a postseason game?" It was just weird. It was weird. It was weird. I was at the Cincinnati game, and watching Zeke bigger, literally like walk off the field crying and holding his hand or holding his head down and waving to the crowd
3: because. Mm. Did you way. break down?
5: I literally was like, this stinks. This sucks. Because Zeke Vigor was one of is probably one of, if not my favorite pirate of all time. And to see him just in the agony of defeat, it just it stunk
3: Question, um shouldn't do this, but I am. Would you have ruptured your own testicle to change the outcome of that game?
5: Nah, I'm protecting the sack. <laughs> All right. i always hashtag protect the side <laughs> okay fine I, I hate to bring that up
3: john's answer was florida 2015
5: is the birmingham bowl
3: that's a good question because they played both of those in 2015 yeah. i'm going to assume he's talking about well i shouldn't assume because again some people think bowl games are important i thought at first he was talking about and i think he's talking about the game that's literally slipped out of the hand slipped play, away yeah of blake kemp Zay jones is open if that pass is thrown it's likely caught it's likely a touchdown it's likely a tie game and we're going for it two
5: the ball literally went straight backwards yeah covered by florida game's over
3: that would have started uh the season two and oh with a win over florida Towson. and then uh the next week you could have got blown out by navy <laughs> but we would have been two and a that was like keenan reynolds era right davon grayson got hurt in that not keenan reynolds malcolm brown malcolm brown malcolm perry what am i doing mm. go ahead Chandler.
5: i was gonna say Dave, davon grayson got hurt in that florida game
3: bryce uh, williams had a huge last drive where he was huffing and puffing about dead
5: i'm dead dying
3: uh eric says everyone tread lightly with the sack jokes i served hard time yesterday because of one <laughs> clip gave me a five minute major yesterday that penalty box is lonely and there's no water you don't want to be eric in that, penalty, that box. penalty box yeah
5: he said he saw the light
3: and eric it's not about you i mean I, we have to set an example though you know you had to be our guinea pig of what happens when you make tom brady deflated ball jokes on the show we, we just can't stand for them all right so uh you folks can chime in we just came up with a question of the day out of the blue um what game would you change the result of redbeard said 14 minutes ago that the live stream was down but he would be incorrect right it
5: looks like we're up i'm watching this right now yeah i have a troy d answer god rest his soul he's not dead (laughs) okay uh but if troy d was here i believe his answer would be the illinois game in <laughs> it definitely
3: would yeah so is that that was the one they got screwed out of on a um was it like a uh, celebration penalty yeah, or something
5: they got an onside kick and they went like they didn't taunt or anything to the illinois sideline they were literally running back and celebrating going towards the east carolina sideline and there was a very late flag and uh that well to Pirates that's again. why
3: you're not supposed to celebrate back in my day
5: like jjc we didn't celebrate celeb-
3: no no celebrating it only leads to bad things like yeah i, wrote, I know I wrote, what you're saying yeah. don't say it all right i know what you're saying no you know celebrating no celebrating folks uh let's see jamie says uh let's go back to a few games last year make a couple extra points or field goals and you're talking top 25
5: (laughs) okay uh, that's good if you want to go in the last two years i believe the state game would
3: be oh my gracious goodness
5: the state game would definitely be one
3: change that field goal and you're off to a one and oh start extra point what ties it ties it
5: but you're down one yeah but the pirates still had a chance at the end and uh well everybody knows how that ended
3: yeah that's a good one to fix uh we've got now two nc state suggestions on that list all right uh great win for the pirates last night midweek monsters some are calling them i just called them that and i'm the only person that i've heard say that
5: well i wouldn't say that
3: you wouldn't say that
5: because patrick mason who we will talk to on this show today first question I, by the way i need to talk to patrick about this but well he'll he is, be here he has taken control of yeah the media huddle he's the one that says all right are you guys ready i think and then he he asked the first question he's like he is in demand and he is in he's demand. got
3: things to do place to be you don't have time to dilly dally he's got
5: to go back to rocky mount that's he's right like, Hey, let's get this over with I gotta the go city back on
3: the rise rocky mount is uh do they still call it that is it still rising
5: I have no idea. All right, but he asked last night. First question he asked, he said, "Hey, another midweek, uh, another midweek win," uh, and then went on to ask a question. And Cliff Godwin said, "You say midweek win like we've had a several of those this year." So it was funny. So you gotta be careful. I wouldn't call us midweek monsters.
3: Okay. Pirates beat Old Dominion last night, seven to three. They did make the extra point. Hey, come on! How about Lane Hoover Mm. yard?
5: Who I love a hoove bomb.
3: Hoove bombage. I I have never seen, never seen a live Lane Hoover home run like in person.
5: That's a shame. You know what?
3: It's a crying shame, is what it is. I have. Great.
5: I saw the the first one he had this year.
3: Did you not see it last night?
5: no i didn't i wasn't there in time
3: who was the first one this year against
5: it was that night
3: oh i texted him it was um was it like george mason or something i believe it was george mason yeah
5: yeah i believe it was george mason
3: we won't talk more about three hits for lane hoover last night two rbis three runs scored stat sheet stuffer box score bomber uh, and defensively, Luke Nowak with the play of the game, Chandler.
5: Yeah, Luke Nowak in left field, which kind of outfield looked weird last night, uh, with Nowak, usually a DH in this lineup, playing in the field, playing in left field. Seen him in right field this year. Uh, and Lane Hoover starting the game last night in center field. Uh, so that was kind of weird to see, but what a great play that Nowak played uh, or had in left field. Uh, and then also tip your cap to, uh, jacob starling up the middle with a couple of web gems for himself saw a sweet to, double play oh man that double play was nice and then also the backhand where he was literally having to cover the middle ground of the infield and was able to get a guy out trying to beat out a infield single so uh the department of defense as cliff godwin would say in the program was on show last night
3: uh zach root got his three innings in of scoreless baseball jake hunter has been really good uh gave up a a couple of runs last night and then your guy chandler dealing danny Beal.
5: i'm so proud of that guy
3: nine strikeouts last night in five innings as he's able to go throw 64 pitches and once again
5: we saw that last week right
3: i got mullio like this is not your typical midweek johnny holstaff for ecu they are able to extend these pitchers only three used last night and uh dealing danny beal goes 64 pitches
5: we actually saw that last week i believe with jake hunter who we also saw last yep. night but jake hunter finishing strong in the middle of the game and was able to finish the game out and get the win <laughs> we saw that happen last night with danny beal my guy danny beal my guy was dealing last night Absolutely. he looked really great and uh kind of an awkward moment last night i thought we were done we had talked to cliff godwin and uh, i turned around and i thought we were done because usually when we talk to cliff godwin we're done with interviews so i turned around saw danny bill gave him a big dap up yeah was it clean it was clean it was it was one of those where you hit the hand and then you go for the hug and i was like hey man you you
3: hugged him i don't know if we should be hugging the players
5: no i hugged him (laughs)
3: <laughs> okay. didn't know we were talking to him no shame had, in your game up.
5: hey we talked to him last night and uh, what a great outing for him last night and so just so, to be
3: clear you're not hugging everybody Dan, you and danny have a special relationship No, we have like a special bond. you got a thing yeah
5: uh i remember him dm me last night thanks for the support see you got because we were doing those watch-alongs yeah and uh talking a lot about danny bill what a big part of the success we had last year with danny bill that's a big bill that's a big bill and uh you're just gonna have to deal with it but uh yeah, last night he was awesome. Beal or no bill. hey, he went the distance, was pounding the strike zone. So yeah. and I actually saw him after a game. Uh I believe he came in and closed the game out last week, maybe, and I remember messaging him on Twitter and saying, Hey, way to close things out and he said, Hey, I gotta be better in the ninth. I gotta be able be able to close things out more cleaner and last night he goes, what, four or five innings and has nine strikeouts. I'd say that he uh defeated that.
3: Chandler, if you could go back in time and hug one ECU athlete, who would it be?
5: Man, um, I'm glad
3: I didn't say current, because I know you'd say Sania Johnson, and it would just be creepy.
5: Okay, you're just throwing that in. Yeah, that's not what I think I would have said, but you're kind of right. <laughs> I would I actually say you're kind of right there. Um, good call. Yeah. I don't know, man. I would probably go, man. I would, want, I, I would want a big bear hug from terry williams from the swamp <laughs> just a whole lot of
3: man just, meat right yeah, there i want
5: like a big bear hug from the swamp monster terry williams
3: like right after well, he, maybe like terrell stanley remember he just dominated those like virginia tech games they'd try to run the ball and he'd say no sir uh,
5: they would try to double team him, and he would just shred the double team and
3: so just after three havoc. hours of that in the hot sun just a sweaty terry williams hug bring
5: it in bring, bring it in, bring it in, bring it in Bring it in, Swamp.
3: Come on in here. Uh, John has a very interesting question that I thought there would never be an answer to, but he answered his own question. He said if there was one game you could lose instead of win, what would it be? So he thought about going back in time and what would you what result would you change? He said he took the reverse. He we're still going to change, but he's changing a win to a loss. Why would you ever do that? He says, uh, if there's one game you could lose instead of win, what would it be? Mine would be Western Carolina in Moe's first game. <laughs> so we knew he was a fraud from the start. <laughs> wow, well, Johnny. That's not nice.
5: I would say the... Uh,
3: Are you really going to answer this question?
5: I would say this the, the, the very next state? game. I would say the state game. State. Because after that game, as a freshman, Channel Honeycutt, freshman of East Carolina, got excited. Yeah, and told Coach Mo to his face that he had changed the program around, had brought so much swagger to this program that we haven't seen in a while. Yeah, so I wish I wouldn't have made a fool of myself that night. And uh, if we had lost that game, I would have said that to him. So, um, I yeah, I I would say two games. That I would just say, hey, Coach Mo, start off zero and two. In his career here at ECU. Maybe it would have ended quicker.
3: Your guy Jack says, uh, yes or no? Do players look at message boards? I'm going to say majority. Uh, will, AMAC does. Because uh, he read that post and one time and hit a home, home run. Runs? I'm going to say the majority, almost all of them, no. But I'm sure they receive screenshots and things like that, you know? Or like
5: somebody comes up to him and says, Did you see what right. the person I said? don't
3: think they're actively, um, up there on their laptops at night going to hoist the colors and Boneyard Banner and uh, Chandler and I's secret message board that we have what if we start one should we start one
5: what would it be called that's the question
3: I don't know but we need to start one but Jack I I doubt these guys care they probably do like, like I do like a lot of us do look at it for entertainment for laughs but if they're getting criticized which they always are every single game um it could affect you so i really hope they're not looking at message boards because it could uh instead of laughing at it it could have the wrong effect and could uh could get in their heads a little bit all right, so there you go. Good first segment. We'll uh, we'll have more on that ECU baseball win here from Cliff Godwin, Lane Hoover, and Dylan Danny Beal. But we will take a time out joining us when we return. Ken Watlington, WNCT, Channel 9, will join us to talk about everything going on in the world of sports. Uh, East Carolina has officially announced that Bobby Pettiford will be attending school here and playing basketball. And almost bigger than that, and it was he was a commit but it's not official till it's official uh to Corey fazon the kid from goldsboro also official so not just a commit a signee so mike schwartz building this basketball team piece by piece we'll hit on that and more when we return on pirate radio live on a wednesday back with you after this
1: You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, Pirates. Go to DrinkPirateWater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show.
4: Welcome back. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is AJ McMurphy's. AJ's has daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio, perfect for some outdoor dining. And there's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own Clip Brock on Wednesday nights. AJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back into to PRL. Here's Clip.
3: All right, we got a fun round, three rounds of sports trivia tonight. As the kids would say, I was in my bag putting these together. We've got a name that player i kind of give you a parameter and then i have pictures up there and you have to connect the pictures to make a player's name those are always fun we're gonna be doing that and more tonight eight o'clock aj mcmurphy's will have nba play-in action and major league baseball on the tv the brains have won a couple in a row after losing three in a row so ken Wildington and i happy about that although ken has already uh the season over it was over a few nights ago, oh, it Sunday was for night. Sure.
6: It was over night one, three innings in, when Max Fried got hurt. <laughs> then uh, when they lost three in a row to the Padres, yeah, it's over.
3: It's so it's over. been over twice. Yeah. And uh the over-under on how many times Ken Watlington will cancel the Braves season? <laughs> <laughs> Seven and a half, eight and a half? Oh, uh, more than that. Cole. Over? Let's okay. go do- Baker's dozen. <laughs> okay. You know, I was looking at the... Uh,
6: the standings you know after the game last night and saw their eight and four i'm like this is the worst eight and four team in the <laughs> history of baseball like they are awful <laughs> but they're good well maybe it's w- just me I- what
3: they are i don't know if awful's the word but hurt injured yeah banged up big time already
6: pitching's not been so great uh you got some guys in the lineup who uh, probably couldn't hit in a church league softball you know game you know it's 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 bad <laughs> it's just terrible eight and four baseball uh, yeah they stink but you know what they're better than the mets right now so we'll take it
3: we'll take that all day uh ken welcome to the show great to to be
6: here thanks for inviting me again
3: i've got some questions for you i probably Um, don't have answers you got answers these are easy ones (laughs) they involve sports and food
8: two of my favorite things yeah it should be good
3: on those uh a question from last week that i forgot to ask you and several of my guests what would be if you won the masters first of all that would be pretty cool Yeah, you wouldn't be sitting with me. This is golf we're talking about. If you were a (laughs) Masters champion. So this is a... What would be on your menu the following year for your Masters dinner?
6: Oh, definitely a good steak, medium rare, baked potato, mac and cheese. Uh, Let's go with some mozzarella, some good mozzarella sticks. Maybe like the ones from Tiebreakers or something like that. Some Moz sticks to start it out. Okay. And a
3: dessert. (sighs) Oh...
6: Uh, peanut butter fudge milkshake from cookout
3: (laughs) okay i'm not a big dessert guy yeah you know what this is shocking to people i'm not either (laughs) i'm more of a main course guy and i like to double and triple down on the main course and not leave room for dessert but sunday at my folks house um that strawberry shortcake was staring me down from across the room and i had to indulge love a good strawberry shortcake. you
6: know i might get some cheesecake but my dessert i like some good cheesecake every now and
3: then there you go yeah. old cheesecake ken's what they used to call you <laughs> back in the day um my other question ken and first we'll uh just this is very broad um i saw this on another show and we started talking about it yesterday and it led to some good comments what piece of sports memorabilia if money was not an issue oh. would you own and immediately you start to think about the legends like babe ruth and michael jordan but for me i thought about teams i like Like what would mean something to me and i had the home plate that sid bream slid into okay how cool would that be yeah that would that would be um but but i'll let you like what are the first things that come to your mind if money's not an option it's something braves related probably yeah because that's the the
6: team i associate with that's had the most success even though the Washington football team has won three Super Bowls, I don't really remember any of them. But yeah, they happened, so that's cool. They did. Um, How old of a
3: gentleman are you? I am forty-seven. Okay, All right. just curious. Yeah, because yeah. I do remember a little bit of the Bill Super Bowl, and I think I have a memory, even though I was only like seven years old, of sitting in my living room when Washington played Denver. Yeah, but I, I we didn't enjoy them. Like we were too young to really yeah. enjoy them. It was so. just on, and, yeah. and and that was my team apparently. Right, As they were on all the time. Yeah, and yeah, I,
6: just, I I don't have a vivid memory like I do the '95 World Series, right? Or obviously <coughs> the 2021
3: World Series. Yeah.
6: All right, so we'll, yeah, something. Let uh, me make the the, uh, the game the, the last out baseball from the 2021 World Series, or you know, a jersey or, or or something.
3: Marquise Grissom's glove that caught the ball in center field. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, have that up there. Dave Justice home run bat from. Uh, the you Dave know, Justice World home Series. run ball, or yeah, uh, the ball, bat or the the, ball. Yeah,
6: yeah. That, I mean that's. that we're talking. Even though that probably wouldn't be terribly expensive, if
3: you. Oh if no! Money, if money was no object. But it would mean more to yeah. us than a you know Could, Babe what, Ruth or what
6: whatever. was it? The uh, Jordan shoes the other day went for two. That's what. Two uh, some that's two where money. we
3: got the topic from. Yep. Yeah.
6: I see. I'm, I don't know that I'd buy somebody's shoes. I'd want to wear them.
3: Course it, <laughs> yeah, probably be a little too big for me, but you, you know. could tie them and put them on your rearview mirror in your car. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> big giant Jordans. Yeah, that'd be stolen immediately. <laughs> getting in the way well, are <laughs> you're getting a wreck on the way to where you're going. Um, but like non, my favorite teams related. I was trying to think of kind of off the wall, like Ken Griffey Jr.'s backwards hat from the Home Run Derby. Yeah, like he made it look so cool. Just stuff like that.
6: Also, like, if if money isn't an issue, so I've got a lot of money, so I probably have, like, my own basketball court at my house. Yeah. So maybe I would get the floor... From Ooh. some Final Four or NBA Finals or some old arena or something like that. And that would be the floor at my home basketball
3: court. You just yeah. gave me my, my, when I'm a billionaire, yeah. the idea. So a couple weeks. Yeah. You, yeah, you put pieces, you piece together your own court with floors okay. from the past. Even
6: better. Yeah, yeah. A little hodgepodge.
3: Like you got the parquet like, from the garden. Yeah. And the, and the center jump circle is from somewhere else. Yeah.
6: And the lane on one end is from, who knows where? Yeah, I like that.
3: This is what poor people do. We yeah, dream. dream big. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing it live on the air today. All right. Um, Ken, I said coming into the show today that I'm a Hornets fan. You want to talk about a team that stinks? I hope you're not a Hornets fan. I
6: am a Hornets fan. And and they do stink. But you know what? They don't stink enough to probably get the number one pick. And that stinks. Uh, you're right. Uh, when they're healthy, they're competitive, they're fun to watch at time. Screw them.
3: I hate them. Oh, I hate that well, team.
6: Let's go with that too. Screw. Them. <laughs> Until they get the number 1 pick and we get the guy from, you know, Europe and all as well.
3: Again. But like NFL when Washington stinks, which is quite a bit of our lives, um I can still watch any other NFL game. Put it on, I'm locked in. Right. I love it. Baseball's tougher for me to do if the Braves stink, I'm I'm kind of out on yeah. baseball. I'll follow it or whatever. Same with the NBA. The Hornets were bad this year, so I didn't follow the NBA at all. I will jump in to playoff basketball, like do you you follow it at all? Sure, not really. Yeah, uh,
6: you know it's just do you watch playoffs if it's on. i okay. go out of my way, like oh god, so and so is playing at eight. I got to be in front of the TV. But if I'm doing nothing or I find a bar or restaurant and it's on, yeah, let's watch
3: it. Honestly, the the best part to me is halftime and post game with Ernie and Kenny yeah, and yeah. Shaq and you know those guys. Yeah, uh, like the basketball is the warm up act for, for pretty those much. Guys. I'm like, can we please get to halftime? This game stinks. I feel like the NBA for me is not. What
6: it was, and I'm sure. There's better players, better teams these days. I mean, yeah, just when I was but, growing up, you had you know Jordan and the Bulls, and all those great Laker teams, and the Celtics, and the Pistons. Give
3: me the Knicks and Heat scoring 74 points, uh, and I loved it. Like yeah. they were fighting every play. Like that to me was fun. I know that the skill level has risen, and it's better. But, but it's not better. It's not better to watch for us just right. because, you know, that was and you our got what's the,
6: the load management where guys are yeah. playing every other
3: game or only a
6: game of, you know, one out of every three just to, to quote, unquote, save themselves if they're not even really dealing with an injury. Obviously, guys are hurt and they're going to miss time. But you had the load management thing. And then, you know, Jordan, you know, when he wasn't hurt, he was playing 82 games a year. And we had, what, one player in the NBA this year that played? The Is that right? Game? I don't even know.
3: That's, that's and a And actually question.
6: somebody played 83 games because they got traded. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The Iron Man so of the play, NBA, whoever that was. I forgot who it was.
3: Yeah, I'll Google that up real quick. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's – I don't know. It's it's not – what I don't know how, to. We've done this forever now, but the 82 games and, and hockey playing all these games and Major League Baseball 162, baseball's a little different. You play series, it's laid back, whatever. Yeah. But in this society where we want everything right now, it's hard to – I have no interest, really, almost in going to a baseball or a basketball game because there's just no stakes to it. If I guess I'm going for a family experience, you go for that reason. Yeah. But to be, like, into the game itself, if the Braves lose tonight, it doesn't matter at all. Like, it might be oh, oh. because <laughs> well, he's going to melt down. Yeah. But uh, when we get to August, September, you're not going to remember this game against the Reds. You know what I'm saying? Not necessarily
6: true, because (laughs) last
3: year the Braves and the Mets had the same exact record. Okay. If they lose one
6: game in April to the Reds... I'm talking to the wrong guy They don't win the division. (laughs) Every game matters. You're right. It doesn't feel like it at the time. So, you know, there's... less stress i guess
3: these days all right the iron man of the nba this year was mikhail bridges played in 83 games that's, right.
6: that's got, awesome got traded to uh
3: the nets good for that and he played in one extra game yeah
6: yep.
5: and what got him his 83rd game was he played four seconds yeah
3: he did the tip and then came out yeah yeah the so. ball is tipped <laughs> mikhail is gone well records are records so. i am uh very sad ken i guess this happened to you years ago but udonis haslam is hanging it up and now Since Tom Brady retired and Yadonis Haslam retired, I'm now older than every player in the NBA and oh, the yeah. NFL. that's NFL. That's, uh, Those are moments. That, that sits that with, with you for a while. <laughs> it does. <laughs> have you gotten over it yet? No. Okay. No. Well, you still got a lot of dark in your beard and your hair, so you're it's doing all right.
6: Uh, what's it? Uh, Just for me? Exactly, yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> well, you have to tell all your TV secrets. Look, I don't want to look like a hobo on TV. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, is that? Is it weird to, to get makeup? Like, you, Do you feel like a fancy boy when you're getting makeup put oh, on and stuff? Get makeup. Uh, what do you mean by that? I don't know. Don't they put makeup on you? They, who's they? I don't know. These
6: people. I'm no, not in the. TV. No one does anything but me you You do your own yourself okay could you do mine (laughs) here's here's uh the only little bit of makeup i use is a little bit i guess they call it powder and i put it on my shiny forehead so i don't blind people and that's it i'm not not putting anything on my cheeks or my eyes or anything i'm just trying to keep this big old forehead
3: from shining a light (laughs) on (laughs) people watching interesting that's it you know should we start going makeup on youtube and facebook guys what do you what do you think i mean It is HD.
5: I think we should take it up a notch. Yeah. Start doing makeup.
3: I want a little eyeshadow, maybe. Yeah. I'm trying to get longer uh, eyelashes. I want the whole shebang bang. (laughs) I've
6: had people throughout the years, like, hey, you should try to do this. It'll make your eyes pop and this, that, and the other. I'm like, "I'm, I'm just... I'm just trying to complete these sentences. I'm not worried about all this (laughs) rest of stuff.
3: Well, I think about people like Zach Mascovich who take care of themselves 24-7. He's not
6: even redhead. Did you know that? I did not. He just does that for TV. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. yeah, it's
3: crazy. Actually has a very good tan, but for whatever reason, (laughs) likes to look (laughs) extremely white and fluorescent. Uh, Translucent, I guess I should say. (laughs) All right. uh, We accomplished a lot that segment. When we return, (laughs) uh, we'll talk some ECU athletics, talk some pirate baseball, pirate hoops, and more with Ken Wileyton, WNCT Channel 9. He joins us here in Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. More to go after this.
4: Welcome back. Hey, you can watch all of Pirate Radio's local programming on YouTube Live. You can uh, just go to YouTube, search for Pirate Radio TV, and uh, click on that subscribe button. You can watch Pirate Radio Live Monday through Friday from 3 to 6. And, of course, during football season, you can watch the Bud Light pregame tailgate and U.S. Cellular 5th quarter on game days. Once again, go to YouTube, search Pirate Radio TV, click on that subscribe button while you're at it click on the like button too now let's head back into prl here's
7: clip
3: all right thank you shirley Rhodes. chandler honeycutt here and ken watlington joining us in the pirate radio studios and ken uh some big basketball news this week for mike schwartz and his east carolina pirates but uh, first of all over the weekend we were kind of excited at, at the end of last week Dontres styles is at an ecu yeah. baseball game with coach schwartz yeah. um bobby yeah.
6: pettiford's at sup dogs
3: he has oh i didn't know that yeah
6: that's I. I didn't even know ECU was in the mix for Bobby Pettiford Yeah, I'm, I see Sup Dog's Instagram. He's walking in the door. They're like, "Shout out to Bobby Petterford. I'm like, "Oh,
3: that was uh, this weekend." I guess so. Yeah. Okay. I, I the first time hearing. Yeah. Um. So Styles has one more visit to make, and that is DC to Georgetown. And uh, my thought is, you know, Ed Cooley's there, awesome personality, really yes. good coach, but probably gonna end up at NC State or ECU. And apparently, um, the bag man's there as well, and uh, yada, yada, yada. He is a Hoya. He is. And, uh, but, uh, so we're kind of reeling on that one, uh, but then Bobby Pettiford announces he was recruited by East Carolina. He's from Durham. Always get the school name wrong. South Granville. Granville. Yep. I always say Guilford, I think. Granville, and uh, saw him play in Mengees against Farmville Central, were you, around, were you covering uh, – it was the game before COVID stopped all sports. Really? It was that weekend, and then that midweek, everything stopped. And I, I remember that. It was my last event before COVID. I do remember his last high school game was against
6: Farmville Central.
3: Yeah, Bailey uh, was saying they played – there. At least twice, maybe three times. Yeah, they played in the regular season in Farmville that year, too. Okay.
6: Yeah, and it was always like, hey, the guy going to Kansas – Versus the guy going to NC State. When Which at the time, the
3: it was the guy going to Louisville because he, right, he had committed there. Yeah,
6: so he had, you're right. Yeah, he, had, he hadn't committed to Kansas yet because he decommitted from Louisville when the whole Chris Mack stuff happened, right?
3: Oh, yeah. Okay. Probably so. Then, uh, Dino Gaudio, Chris Mack. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 Good times. Yeah. yeah. Where And Chris Mack's not coaching. I saw him He's on. on TV um, doing something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the field of sixty eight, yep. which uh, I really got into during March Madness, they, they got some good people there.
6: Yeah, Jeff Goodman and, yeah. and
3: some guys from the ACC. The uh, 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 gosh,
6: the Wake Forest Randolph, Randolph Childers, Childress. yeah, yep, Tyler did. Hansborough from Carolina. Han-
3: so. You know what? And Hansborough, I always thought he was kind of. I don't know, goofy. kind of. But he is really good on that. He's I intense, really though. enjoy hearing him talk.
6: You, you can see the intensity from the court transition into being in front of the oh, camera. He's, I love when like they try serious. to yeah,
3: compare uh, players to him, like Timmy to Hansborough, and they're like, is Drew Timmy better than Tyler Hansborough? And the other two guys will talk, and they'll go to Hansborough, and they'll just be like... Uh, guys, I don't I don't want to disrespect Drew Timmy's great, but he's not as good as I am. Like, yeah, but look at my stats. Yeah, really. The stats say it all. Drew Timmy's good. Um, what were we even talking about? Bobby uh, Petterford. That's right. Big, um, big time pickup. So in this new world, we don't like it because you're going to have guys like Tristan Newton and Javon Small and players, uh, Jane Gardner, have great years and, and maybe try to find some greener grass somewhere else. Uh, the positive side for a school like East Carolina, if you recruit a kid and you recruit them as good as Joe Dooley did Bobby Pettiford, they don't forget that. Yeah. And if they don't like their current situation, they can always come back home. And uh, that's the case of Bobby Pettiford. And I am—I try not to get excited, especially when it comes to ECU basketball. It only leads to despair <laughs> and heartbreak. Uh, but that one got me kind of pumped up. I'm, I'm excited to see Pettiford in an ECU uniform.
6: I don't think you're alone. I think a lot of people are excited. If you look at his Kansas stats, you go, okay, that, that, that's all? But you know what? You see what he did in high school. You know he's a competitor. You saw what he did against other guys who played at a high level yeah. in NCAA basketball. So it's a good get for ECU. He's going to fit right in. He's going to lead that offense. He's going to be dynamic, uh, scoring the ball, distributing the ball. He's going to be fun to watch.
3: No doubt. And he is maybe trying to recruit others here, like yep. we've seen, like Hold Aylers did for football to get isaiah winstead here and uh, we saw how that turned out now bobby pettiford's turning into one of the head ecu recruiters which can only be a good thing
6: i think that's happening in every school honestly the guys who do stick around or, or maybe the guys who are brought in like pettiford are actively because they know everybody these days through aau ball high school ball playing against each other in college they know everybody they, they can get in touch and they do they do that recruiting behind the scenes and sometimes they do all the hard work for the coaches
3: uh, not saying the coaches don't work hard oh sure yeah but yeah you've got those past connections these aau right. all you right, yeah, all these uh travel teams and all that uh eric we have a question for ken wellington eric says uh clip can you ask ken what his all-time favorite plymouth restaurant is golden skillet or little man
6: i gotta go with little man
3: that's what he went with yeah because i love the name it was i remember getting out of high school
6: Going to Little Man right after school, getting a special. It was a double cheeseburger, fries, and a drink. It was like two ninety nine at the time. And it was the best. I love Golden Skillet, though. Big Skillet Sandwich is is, is still one of my favorites. But I miss Little Man,
3: for when, sure. When I was in high school, I had a friend, um, Will Denton, who was had family in Plymouth. My buddy Taylor Pruden, I think. Had, but anyway. Yeah we uh you know do you know those names
6: uh, they South America yes. yeah
3: uh, anyway we um, me and my I'm getting bu- old though so I forget stuff me and my buddies trap we did a home and home we traveled to Plymouth one Sunday I remember it because Michael Westbrook had a monster he was my favorite Redskins player had a monster game that day in a loss uh, I believe but um we my buddies played his buddies in uh backyard football and just went at it and just tore each other up and they did a return trip and played here in Greenville later, and it was—I uh, don't know—just came to my mind. Nobody cares, but a little, a fun, little home and
6: home series, yeah, it's good.
3: just like on a soccer field out in Plymouth, we just played football, and it was so much fun. There's soccer
6: fields in Plymouth?
3: Uh, there was, that was—it might have just been a peanut field, field. field or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It could have been, yeah. Uh, grass was not <laughs> manicured or uh, manicured or anything like that, uh, but fun times there. All right, Ken, uh, Pirate Baseball, a winner last night. Got a little streak going. They'll welcome in. Cincinnati this weekend and really just a, an awesome response since that first losing week they had a couple weeks back and uh, as the Pirates
6: were able to send UCF off to the Big 12 last week they'll get a chance to do the same thing with Cincinnati this week and, uh, and they're, they're playing well and and even the games they lost they really you know was the last game they lost the Wilmington game no the, uh, well, the, the Houston the series, series. That was, was all one run games
3: right yeah and, uh, you know, they've been close. They've been competitive in every game. Yeah. And they're really good at home. Do you hear what he did? What was it, the Wilmington game? Yeah, we they lost to Wilmington twice, Ken. We get it. We know you're a Seahawk. Wilmington hasn't won since. <laughs> Is that right? No, no. Hey, wait. Was it uh, their they, Super Bowl? They did take it on the chin over at, in Raleigh last night, 12-3. Uh, everybody loves saying he used to use somebody's Super Bowl. Was that Wilmington's Super Bowl, Ken? No, they play Carolina <laughs> in a few weeks. Okay, that's their... <laughs> <laughs> They're World Series, not Super Bowls. You know, Wilmington's playing
6: well, but the, uh, they, 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 they took it on the chin big time. Gave up eight in the uh, fourth against NC State last night. That ain't going to get it done.
3: Eight in the fourth. Yeah. Yikes. All right. There you go. There's your Wilmington update. Yeah. Ken's got to get Wilmington in any time he got can. 19-12 and 12 so far.
6: Eh, not bad. Yeah, they're they're on the precipice. You know, the top seventy five in the RPI. So if they could get some wins over teams like State, Carolina, they go to TCU this weekend for a three game series. For some reason, in the middle of conference play, but TCU. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe yeah, they at, thought it was ECU yeah, and they
3: signed up and TCU, as Clark Kellogg said, the uh, the, frog <laughs> <horns>. <laughs> right,
6: yeah. the Frog Horns. That's right, the Frog Horns.
3: Um, yeah, we know how good CA basketball is. How's CA baseball?
6: CA baseball right now is a ninth-ranked conference, uh, one above the American, actually. Really? Uh,
3: yeah. Interesting. Elon and Northeastern
6: in top 50 in the RPI, both playing really well. Uh, Northeastern coached by Mike Glavin, the brother of Braves Hall of Famer Tommy Tom, Tom Glavin. Yep. How about that? Up there in Massachusetts, so, uh. Yeah. yeah, the is pretty good. Elon uh, is leading the conference by one game over Wilmington.
3: Del Murphy, when he was in town, told a great story about – somebody asked him about Tom Glavin hitting him with a pitch, <laughs> and he did it from direct orders of Bobby Cox, and Glavin didn't want to do it. He was angry at it. He knew he was going to get thrown out. That, that was probably why he was mad, too, because they were going back and forth. And I've seen the highlight. Glavin hits him and just walks off the mound with, like, the <laughs> ugliest face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's so <laughs> – He's mad at Bobby Cox, he's mad at the whole situation. Uh, but what a stone cold killer Tom Glavin was when he had just the gum chewing and the eyes yep. locked in like he just he had like a blank stare on his face you just knew he was locked in. One of the all-time greats. Yep, no One doubt. Of,
6: yeah. made, he made me want to be left-handed. <laughs> yeah, Could, yeah. Can't, couldn't do it then. Can't do it. Now. Mom, can I be left-handed? Yeah. Try to switch it up.
3: <laughs> nah, didn't work. Didn't work. Yeah,
6: <laughs> didn't really throw well. Right-handed.
3: Either. Right. Yeah. You know what, son? Go for it. Just <laughs> give it a shot. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah. All right, Ken. Uh, what you guys got coming up? Wnct Channel Nine. We need to be on the lookout for. Uh, you know, just uh, the news. Last time you promoted something, I think it didn't happen. No, it did happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh no, you're
6: right. You're the right. Spring. The, uh, uh, the, the spring game preview show. <laughs> yeah. we we're going to do the weather pretty much canceled everything over yeah. the weekend except for the spring game which uh, went by it seemed like pretty quick but you know that's, that's what you got to do yeah uh we did have the wood ducks last week they played uh, on thursday we did our broadcast from from the woodies and i know you had some of them in studio yesterday met so. dude yesterday the dude cool dude yeah uh, you know just just tune in you know six o'clock tonight don't 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 tune in at five because we want you to stay with with you here at clip so. sure but i'll uh, be on at
3: five you can do a split screen experience turn your televisions to channel nine wnct and follow us all month. A split screen of me and you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's
6: tough. It's tough. And, We're and, asking a lot from people.
3: And it'll uh <laughs> you'll appreciate your husband, ladies, when you look at our faces on your television. No doubt. Uh Ken, thanks for hanging yes, out. Sir. Talking some sports with us, man. We enjoyed it. Maybe Anytime. We'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Ken Wallington, WNCT at Channel 9. Does some uh a little bit of tweeting, mostly negative stuff about the Braves, if you'd like to follow them there. That's it. It's uh, KW on air. All right. Yep. There you go. I'll uh take a break. When we return both patrick mason and i rocking old school white Sox apparel today mason with the jersey me with the lid
5: you should let him wear the hat
3: just to top to the off jersey. the yeah but his is uh i don't know you'll see on t- there's a little tease for you when we return we'll talk some pirate baseball and a lot more when we return pirate radio live on a wednesday back with you after this
7: i
1: You're listening to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show.
4: Welcome back. Country Mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese biscuits and country food around. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes. On Highway 903, and both locations are top of the line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93 ethanol free high octane gas. Country Martin fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip.
3: All back with you on a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Donnie Kirkpatrick coming up an hour from now, going to join us on the show. We'll recap Spring Talk East Carolina offense and uh, go through the position groups who stood out to coach Kirkpatrick and the staff this spring. We'll get to all that coming up in our next hour. We got a stacked Thursday show for you, by the way. Uh, the Cranman, ECU Hall of Famer, Marcus Crandall, going to join us on the show. We'll talk to ECU defensive coordinator Blake Harrell. We'll talk to former Pirate shortstop Turner Brown. Uh, saw pictures of him last night uh, that were captured by the Pirate Radio crew with his Whiteville, uh, well... Wavel, wavl how you say it Wavel. Wavel. high school Wavle baseball high team Wavel high school Wavel, north carolina and uh i got up with turner today he's going to join us on the show talk about his playing career and i'll ask turner is there any memorabilia from his playing days that he would like to have because i know a guy
5: i will ask if he wants a bat back
3: chandler has. has turner brown's bat from uh from his ecu days
5: yeah Cause on the knob of the bat it has the number eight and i got it at a equipment sale that one year so yeah. i was like turn it brown use bat." it had tar left o- left on it so it was a definitely used bat.
3: if so he it wants it cool. back are you willing how much uh would you make him pay to get it back mm.
5: 200 bucks
3: all right that's a good starting point <laughs> start there uh we'll talk to turner brown we'll talk to brandon manning to uh, play name that sound LRB will be here and brooks hill to preview the stanley cup playoffs hurricanes uh, beginning a playoff run next week so i don't know how we're gonna fit that all in on thursday but we're gonna do our damnedest all right joining me to my left wearing the throwback white Sox jersey is patrick mason hello patrick hey how's it going it's good. going hey man going good <laughs> hey <laughs> Hey. all right um patrick chandler gave you a compliment earlier uh i don't know more of an observation he said you are really starting to dominate the ecu baseball post-game media scrums <laughs> like you're in control of it you've kind of bullied your you way to the front front of the line yeah i just i don't know i'm just you're the one that
5: asks hey is everybody ready and then as soon as you say that you're like asking the first question what has
3: that been what has that journey been like patrick a new guy in town you don't want to ruffle any feathers to now you are the attraction you are the guy (laughs) what's that like for you i don't know i just have questions to ask i guess (laughs) (laughs) i feel like you got to get them in sometimes
9: early otherwise you either lose your chance, someone asked Hey, some other you could version. get hit
3: with that. All right, one more, guys. Exactly. And you've missed your spot. Yeah, then you're done for. Yep, you got to get them in early. Um. So, ECU baseball, another win last night. Patrick, uh, more good pitching for the Pirates. Zach Root got his three in. And then, how about Danny Beal on the yeah. back end? Seems like we're... Uh, kind of similar to NC State last week, right? Chandler brought up Jake Hunter throwing so well down the stretch of that game last week. Last night, Danny Beal played that role for the Pirates. Yeah, they're finding like bulk guys out of the, the bullpen, which guys just can take multiple innings, which
9: is huge. I mean, you know, we talk about starters trying to eat up innings, but if you can get a guy like Danny Beal to go five innings and, and really one run ball, he just had that one home run hit off him. Otherwise, he was fantastic. So,
3: I mean, yeah, he basically saved the bullpen, a bullpen guy saving the bullpen. But, yeah, he was great. Speaking of home runs, I have yet to see a live, in-person Lane Hoover home run in his career. I've missed all three. You uh, saw one last night as uh, he got a hold of it. He did. Yeah,
9: he said he was just looking for a fastball and just tried to put a good swing on it. And it was just like a straight line drive.
3: I mean, there was no no coming down. He really got all of that thing. And he, uh, in that top of the order spot, three hits for him last night. Look at his numbers on the year real quick because he obviously was uh, in a slump. I actually got benched not that long ago. And now uh, he has that batting average up just under three hundred. He's at two ninety two on the year. And even when he was struggling, he was leading the teams in runs scored. He's been bypassed now by Jacob Starling and Josh Moylan, but third on the team in runs scored for Lane Hoover.
9: And that's really great because he was at the bottom of the order for a while. So to so the score runs from down there, you know, you just get less opportunities is great. And I, I was doing some research during the game, so Lane Hoover's led off each of the five games during the this win streak. And, I mean, he's reached base every time. I think he scored a run in maybe four of those five games. Um, I mean, he, he's just been great. And I think he's just, he's just comfortable up there. It's like a familiar spot for him. You know, he sets the tone of the game. Um, that, that first single he hit in the bottom of the first, you know, hits it to center field and just never stops running. The center fielder kind of bobbled it, and all of a sudden he's on
3: second. So yeah. he just he just sets the tone. Uh, Chandler was talking about uh, seeing Lane in center. We're talking about Nowak's play. Like, What's the outfield going to look like day-to-day, game-to-game, while Jacob Jenkins Coward heals up? And So far, so good. East Carolina has been able to win without him, and it it goes to show the depth of this team and, and guys being ready to step up when their numbers call. Yeah, like so Luke Nowak, um, two
9: great plays in the first two innings, and I think that was his first time playing left field this year, if I'm, if I'm correct. Um, and he just looks more comfortable out there because, you know, he had some issues in right field sometimes. And, um, you know, I guess that'll happen. Not playing a year, you're also DHing, um, So left field seemed like a, a good spot for him. Um, and Carter Cunningham, you almost can't keep him out of the lineup, and he's obviously yeah. some outfield help. Um, I think he leads the team in on-base percentage. He's just one of those guys who's always on base, always doing something. So, yeah, I mean, the the depth on this team has been needed, and uh, they're, they're they're playing well.
3: Pirates been able to get out in front, too, and uh, were able to do that last night. Carter Cunningham uh, getting the party started early in that one. Josh Moylan got it started early uh, against NC State last week, and then just we saw the numbers they piled up in that series uh, against UCF. So uh, that is something even early in the year when East Carolina was winning games that they were struggling at getting out to early leads. Yeah, and I think that helps the pitching
9: because they can just really attack the zone, just just try to flood the zone, get strikeouts, get swings. Because you can do that if you have a lead. I think if you're kind of coming from behind, you don't want that deficit to grow. Maybe you're trying to get a little, I don't know, a little too careful sometimes. But if you got a you know two run, four run lead,
3: if you're a pitcher, you just your job is just to go out and throw strikes and, and see what happens. Talking to Patrick Mason here on pirate Radio Live. Mike P says Patrick sounds like he's the meat of the media scrum soup. <laughs> so Chandler and the guys are kind of the broth. Yeah. Maybe a veg. Maybe you're a carrot, Chandler.
5: Like the uh, soft carrot that's in the soup. Yeah, not <laughs> have to same. call
3: yourself soft.
5: Well, I mean that's what the carrots usually are in like hot soup. So.
3: <laughs> you're a soft <laughs> carrot kind of guy. Would I'd I rather think- be
5: the broth or the soft carrot? That's the question.
3: Yeah, the broth. I guess I would be.
5: I, I, yeah, I was going to say I would want to be the broth that kind of holds everything together really
3: yeah do you feel like you when you're out there you're really holding that whole thing together like without you the post-game interview might it
5: would be a disaster (laughs) it would be a disaster if i wasn't out there all
3: right well look we appreciate you
5: i'll tell you what though i'm one of the first ones out there i kind of kind of set where we're going to be
3: yeah we do kind of fan out around you all right you got it done setting down the tripod yeah y'all want to talk more about chandler or do you want a stat from johnny stats
5: no i want a stat from johnny stats and call him johnny stats he says he doesn't like the name but we're going to continue to call him johnny stats
3: johnny robertson aka johnny stats says first of all guys who is the most important player for this ecu baseball team Ooh. who do you think chandler
5: mm. i'll probably say trey savage wrong
3: patrick oh, man that was gonna be my, my wrong crew. well name another one um i don't even know just, oh, well, name, just name a player. A name player, a player. Josh Gross. Wrong. God, y'all are so wrong. <laughs> who is the most. I'm going to tell player. you who. Tell me. I'm going to tell you who I think it is. I'm going to say. I'm going to say it's Josh Moreland. Wrong. I'm wrong. See, I'm going to join <laughs> wow, you guys. You just I'm wrong. wronged yourself. Yeah. The answer is Carter Cunningham. Carter Cunningham in Pirate Wins is hitting 390. Wow. When ECU loses, Carter Cunningham is hitting 0. 0.056 under 100 so the team goes when carter goes that is what this stat by johnny robertson says johnny stats I mean, most important is, player that is why we
5: depend on johnny he's on stats. base the
3: most i mean he is he's he's always doing something to get on base and he's and, always and doing he, this when he gets on base yeah he
5: got things started last night with the home run
3: what yeah. did was it moylan or Groves? when i said what's that carter cunningham celebrate he said oh i think he said despicable me
7: <laughs> really
3: I think when I asked the question, Josh says, "Have you seen Despicable Me?" I have, and I don't. But I don't you don't. I think that's what he said. Can you confirm or deny or do anything? I've right. saw it like maybe once or twice a long time ago. though. all right. Um, Jamie <laughs> says, "Right now, who is the most important player for this team?" He's he's definitely stepped up in the
9: in the leadoff role. Um, I feel like he, he's. He really does. I feel like it's so cliche to say set the tone, but just like a contact guy up there who who takes an extra base and runs hard,
3: that is important. You can take your Lane Hoover home runs fine. I like Lane Hoover uh, chopper Little League triples.
9: Yeah. That <laughs> so was my by, favorite Lane Hoover Just by running hard and yeah. <laughs> the defense is throwing the ball everywhere trying to catch him. Like, <laughs> Old Dominion made so many, like, questionable throws
3: with their the defense. Uh, we got to talk about this. Patrick, uh, Chandler told me something Patrick Mason hates <laughs> over the weekend. But, Patrick, you were getting a little sassy. Was it last night? or was it? I guess it was last night. I feel like it was UCF, too, maybe, but you were like... I could just read it in your tweets. You were angrily watching this team throw the ball all over the yard. Yeah. It, yeah, I think it must have been yeah, yesterday. Okay. Cuz yeah, it, it was it was brutal. Did just the
9: ball shouldn't like they're throwing a the second when there's a guy on, you know, halfway to home. Oh uh, yeah. But I mean, they're just slinging the ball everywhere. Nice, very
3: questionable. Yeah, you just kind of want to go out there and and go to the mound and have a talk with him. Like, what are we doing? Right. Like, I just feel like baseball is a sport where
9: you have to know where the ball should go every time. Yeah. And, like, those are mistakes you can easily cut down on, and
3: they're just slinging it everywhere. All right, Chandler, you sent me a text, right? And you said, I know one thing Patrick Mason hates.
5: There's one thing that we, most people know, especially (laughs) if you listen to this program, there's one thing that we know that he hates, and that's the P6 flag. Ah, uh, hates it. Can't <laughs> yeah, stand running it. Running out with the P6 flag w- with football. I found out another thing that grinds the gears of Patrick Mason on Saturday during the spring game, and that is short punts. <laughs> what that happened, is, Chandler? Is, that is, like, yanked punts. What did he we,
3: do? Uh, did he throw his pen down? Did no, he throw just, his I, laptop? In,
5: in Patrick Mason fashion, it wasn't, like, very loud. Yeah. It wasn't very, you know, flamboyant. It was just <laughs> – my God! <laughs> Jeez! Just total like, disgust. He's like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs>
3: he's like that was only like thirty-five yards. What the hell is that? Patrick, <laughs> like times relax,
9: like that. man. And I, like, I know. A, Calm down, dude. Yeah. Man, it was just. I'm glad that the special teams guru was nearby to hear <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
5: to
9: hear yeah. my disgust with no, the punting. Yeah, he should be you. the one. Discussing. I know. Right? Yeah.
5: I mean, I was sitting there like, mm, that's not a good punt. Yeah. I mean, you were you were just out loud like, good. good. You're like, my <laughs> goodness gracious.
3: Yeah. Man.
5: We saw a lot of that. Oh, though.
3: <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> that's a good question. What are your sports pet peeves? What do you hate to see in sports that really upset you? Uh shank punt. Yeah, shank
9: up there punt for, you, is. for sure. Um, I guess this is more like I've come around on this in college baseball but in major league baseball like bunting just I want these dudes well to you read. see and, a lot of bunting yeah but I understand it at this level like, we saw it yesterday you could, teams just throw the ball everywhere and like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just harder to get an out but um, probably bunting shanked punts the uh, and we, But basketball, uh, basketball uh, guys flopping like fish all over the oh place God, yeah I hate me. when each time down there's a foul and there's just no rhythm to the basketball Yeah, that's what infuriates me
5: but Good. we we did see a lot of shank punts on on Saturday but now the weather definitely <laughs> well, was it
3: all better. the same punter was it Larson or was it other yeah, I think, I think was, there was a couple
9: Yeah
5: it was a variety of And and it was guys. I mean
9: awful weather but I feel like if we preface the entire spring game by saying awful weather like what 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 comes out of it like everyone's got to everyone got to play
3: in it everyone's got to do stuff and if you're putting this thing on you got to got to do your thing all right patrick mason joining us as it says on the screen chandler i'm still waiting on clip brock two-time pirate radio bracket champion i uh, asked you to do that and still I next march he's got some time <laughs> yeah have it by next march <laughs> it's
5: 11 months
3: 11 months yeah, It's
5: too late we're past march now so that, right. like, that doesn't mean anything
3: this is april let's take a break when we return uh we'll dive more into spring football I never really got your thoughts chandler i want you to uh wrap up how you felt special teams looked the kicking game we (laughs) called punting a moment ago but we'll do kicking i'll do roll your eyes there
5: well because um we just did talk about kicking all right kicking and then hey i also we'll talk about the snapping i'll also thank you and i will also talk about and i will give credit to the snappers out there thank you that terrible
3: weather i look forward to that we'll do that when we return we've also got a soup question for patrick mason and oh, uh, eric <laughs> eric we'll read eric's comments say some dumb stuff sometime eric but then again so do i back with you on pirate radio live after this
1: Hey. it's a. You're listening to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show.
4: Welcome back. Thinking about takeout tonight, Familia can make everything real easy for you with a great selection of Italian food and more. Visit FamiliaNC.com to see the full menu featuring pizzas, pastas, salads, and homemade desserts. Place your order online by calling 689-6330 and Familia will have your order ready in their convenient drive through window for pickup. Finish up a busy day with a great dinner for yourself or your family from Familia. Familia on Fire Tower Road near Pitt Community College. And Clip, I have a quick Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard update for you presented by The Buck. The Buck. Uh, ECU is playing a doubleheader against 13th ranked Duke in softball in durham and east carolina has jumped out to a two nothing lead on the blue devils they're heading into the bottom of the first inning
3: all right kind of struggling in conference play but beat north carolina maybe a win over duke uh, could help them out give them some confidence they did get their first conference win uh this weekend on the road at houston i believe uh man how about amanda Moore and the lacrosse team yesterday had perennial power, North Carolina on the ropes, uh, but North Carolina too tough at the end, knocking them off. But what an effort by the lacrosse team yesterday.
5: What a back-and-forth game that was, too. Yeah. I, I have to be honest, I don't follow lacrosse that much, but it is a fast-paced game. It is a very high-scoring game that I've seen uh, a few times when we check on East Carolina scores, uh, and it ended up being a pretty good game. 12-9 to 9 was the loss. For the pirates and uh but yeah pirates found themselves in the lead uh a couple times
3: Uh, for yeah a lot of that game
4: yeah and and the thing is is that you know the tar heels literally were on their heels uh with uh you know the pirates giving them all that they could handle i mean you know a couple of breaks here and there a couple of fouls that could have probably gone Uh, a different route and the score may have been a little bit different, but I tell you what, they gave the Tar Heels everything that they could throw at them they just came up just a tad bit short. And it's not going to get any easier for them because now they've got to head down to Gainesville. This is going to be a conference game on Saturday Conference at rivals,
3: ECU and Florida.
4: ECU and Florida. Nice and Florida it. is ranked number nine. So it's not going to get any easier for your East Carolina coming up this weekend.
3: All right. We'll keep an eye on that on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard hey, presented by Dubuck. Dubuck, oh, sorry. Can e- you not interrupt <laughs> our ads, Patrick? Come on, man. Dubuck. ECU ended up
9: on uh, Sports Center top plays after that game. The backhand? Oh, the yeah.
4: backhand? Yes we were talking nine. about that. called
3: that yeah so that's pretty cool that was an awesome goal it was number nine on the list we had some great saves too uh by our goalkeeper yesterday Brent that knight. i thought could be up there you're tweeting about it Bryn knight was playing her arse off and i had to tweet about it all right um speaking of buccaneer Music Hall school board presented by the buck the buck do we have a baseball final from the white Sox today patrick i think it was three to one the twins found a way to win yeah sorry about that but uh your shirt looks cool yeah got that going hey for that's you. what matters patrick you said something uh as we took a break that marinated in my mind and i saved the question for when we came back on the air who was your go-to character in mortal kombat Ooh. i, I think i like the scorpion that was that's mine yeah because i feel like everybody loves sub-zero mm-hmm. so i i i like scorpion get over here was awesome yeah that was the best Come move yeah uh chandler too young for that how about Street Fighter 2? Did you have a character in Street Fighter? I didn't. Okay. I just picked, like, random dudes. All right. Not Chung Lee, the lady? Are you sexist, Patrick?
9: <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. I, was, uh, I, was, I went for all of them. <laughs> I mostly played it, like the, like, the stand-up games, you know? Like, the, with the joysticks. Arcade? Yeah, yeah, arcade. Yeah, like, I, you know, I haven't played it in
3: I had a Super Nintendo, enough. and Mortal Kombat had blood on Sega and not on Super Nintendo, and it was so lame. Nintendo and, man and, and man thank god i didn't play games with blood as a kid or could have i could have really been a freak you know <laughs> yeah. uh, luckily i turned out okay <laughs> wow we really dodged a bullet if i'd have seen that blood on my television monitor as a youth things could have really gone south for me but here i am came out good on the other side <laughs> all right uh we were talking spring football before we took a break uh before we get to patrick and his thoughts and before we get to donny kirkpatrick in our number three, by the way, I have a question. Uh Jamie says, Can we ask Donnie Kirkpatrick not to throw any more sideline passes that don't go at least one yard past the line of scrimmage? Uh no, I will not ask him that. <laughs> um, Chandler, shorten
9: up your playbook.
3: Let's talk uh spring football and let's talk special teams. Who were the standouts Woo. especially at the long snapping position?
5: Well, I will say this we did see as we mentioned earlier in the show there was some bad punts <laughs> some really really bad punts now weather was a factor uh but we did see uh maybe one made field goal an extra point made by Owen Daffer but there was a missed extra point oh no by lathe margin there was one, was it
3: by a short or wide margin it was by a lathe margin <laughs> Okay. Ledge
5: margin, um, but the snappers. I have to give it up to the snappers. The snaps look great in that weather, and I believe I don't know if you heard me or maybe Glenn was beside me, and I said, "That's a good." I, I kept saying, "That's a good snap in this in this." in this how situation. cool is it
3: to sit beside a former long snapper and watching the the guys out there just a real keen eye and long snapping in yeah. April but you're, you're probably not even paying attention no, you're a football novice I look at
5: everybody in the media in the uh in the media box the other day and uh, oh when the punter and the snapper go out there everybody's just chilling huh yeah look i go and i'm like i'm locked in i'm like all right how are we gonna do here that's when you break up we we got rain the field is wet it has been raining literally for about 24 hours now how is it going to affect these affect these snappers it didn't almost every single snap i saw good spiral good speed right hip it was perfect i want to say that all the snaps were 0.75 or below and they look great i mean wait what
3: does that mean oh uh you mean getting speed. back there snap speed okay
5: so from where the ball leaves the the snapper's hand to where it where the punter catches it that is the snap speed. did of, you
3: have your I say, i'm bringing a style well watch. you you don't need it you have an internal clock yeah when you I have,
5: i've seen enough snaps that i have an internal <laughs> clock but uh no the snaps were great uh, alex harper who is a guy that i know personally is a guy that i competed against with in uh high school he we got went, a meme
3: whoa we got a badass over here <laughs> meme
5: he went to rosewood i went to lakewood he was uh, a couple years uh below me in school but uh, we competed in high school we also competed at the chris rubio long snapping camps uh started his career at nc central and then decided to come to east carolina his dad i believe is a Isu alum, so I believe he's playing at the school he's always wanted to play at, so good for him. Saw him play and snap a lot last year, I believe, in every single game, whether that was uh, punts or short snaps, and uh, he looked really good. You also have Colby Kobe, Kobe Garfield, who looked great, um, but we've heard Mike Houston say that there is a competition, it seems like, everywhere in the special teams room between it's a punter, a kicker, or a snapper and i think everybody looked good especially on the snapping side colby garfield hates
3: mondays but loves saturdays Ayo. that's for probably older people the cat to get favorite cheap meal lasagna <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> uh jamie says damn it man if they lose more games again this season because of kicking someone has to pay for that on the coaching staff all right yeah Well, well damn I mean, it, man. Where is it? and they just might we're in april why get mad about something that hadn't happened yet
5: oh jamie also has a question for donnie kirkpatrick
3: chandler i know i said it a moment okay. ago all right but I'm thank
5: you so. yeah
3: sorry right. <laughs> no problem it's all right. but you did uh, that was a great recap on uh on long snapping it was thorough what's the most important down in football fourth down fourth right Fourth down and downs one through three all the patricks up there are typing away tick, tick look at all this great yep. action happening chandler's like guys we ain't not even got to the most important part yet And
5: hey, let me tell you this <laughs> skill positions are great they're awesome yeah but when they go to the sideline they get a drink of water they no, might no. go on the they might go on the bike and just you know warm up they probably they one. fix
3: their fancy gloves
5: snappers don't ever take off snappers never take off if you look next time when it comes fall That first game against Marshall at home, and you're in the stadium, look at what the snapper's doing. He never goes and sits down. Well,
9: they got to do something.
5: (laughs) They're always over there snapping, getting things down right. Yep. And when it comes to third down, what are they doing? They're over there, helmet on chin strap what, So locked, ready to go into the game they're when they're ready supposed to go, to go in the into game
3: the game whenever they're needed <laughs> I, I'm and not, guess what they do part They of this. go in
5: there and they snap and it's perfect and they get the punt off you just
3: think it's, it's all like I happenstance would... that these snaps are perfect you have to work on your craft especially if you want to be under 0. 0.75 <laughs> yeah. you have to say, I, I will not co-sign this bill you're I'm not I'm not giving anyone extra
9: credit P-P-Mace. for snapping Hush, in their free time
5: makes <laughs> let me tell you something
9: I won't do it these
5: snappers these snappers are like they're like starting pitchers when they go into the dugout what do they do they wrap their arm up they sit there they might have to like do some stretches or stuff that's exactly how long snappers are they're over there they're getting stretched out right. making sure they're loose they're getting their reps in we got it it's an important position in football get that straight
3: jamie says the most important down in football is a touchdown hey 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 on. all right uh, Chad says, "Did Chandler play any other positions, or he just saw the field on punts and field goals?"
5: I was the all-conference
3: uh, center. Whoa! <laughs> you SOB. Oh. you SOB. Not only did he play, my man was all-conference. I'm gonna see like a resume slowly printing out of the printer. All the
5: Sampson County <laughs> handed <laughs> out yeah so does that answer your question chad
3: any other questions <laughs> this guy was on track to be a potential remington award winner i
5: was the captain of the offensive line for lakewood high school people would we break the huddle and we'd say people would go to me and say where do we block where's the double team who's the mic and i would i would answer all those questions if it wasn't for me what would we do we wouldn't we would have made it to the eastern regional championship game against plymouth my junior year we wouldn't have gone to tarbo tarboro, tarbo tarboro in the second round my senior year if it wasn't for me
3: i mean we do need to and i feel like we are shining a light on what happens in the trenches while patrick watches the wide receivers yep
5: i would have never had a chance to block raquan purvis who ended up coming here at east
3: carolina yeah a chance to block him <laughs> he would have never had that chance <laughs> all right good stuff chandler i like it when you get fired up man now let's talk about what really matters the skill position guys <laughs> all right patrick um mason garcia versus alex flynn like this is a big topic it might be yeah it, it might be do you is there a plus mike houston on monday said we're bringing in another quarterback from the portal Came yeah. out on the Brian Bailey show, said we're doing that. So that's going to add another guy in the mix. Um Now, you know, is Garcia, and we'll talk to Donnie Kirkpatrick about this and see what he would like to divulge, but is he going to continue to get the majority of reps and it's his job? Or, you know, do you think there's a true competition this fall camp?
9: Um, I think there could very well be a true competition, but I, I still think – with with everything they've said publicly for the right. past year or two, like it, Mason Garcia is going to have the inside track. I think to 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 win this thing. I I, I wouldn't say that he won anything this this spring, um, but I necessarily don't think he lost anything right. either. But I mean, Alex Flynn did play phenomenal. Um, just basically for the past month in the spring game, I think he, what was he, like 19 of 20? I mean, something like that, 17 of 21.
3: And it I just, get, just looked really good. There wasn't a lot of resistance in front of him on this play, but to run in a touchdown <laughs> as long as he did, too, kind of
9: opens people's eyes, maybe? Yeah. And Mike Houston was joking, like, I didn't think you can do that. And, like, you know, the defense should, you know, be getting on each other. So and it was just a good read. But I, I guess if the season started now, maybe Alex Flynn just has a better control over some things but i wouldn't say that like you know it's set in set in stone that mason's starting or the other guy's starting i'm sure the transfer portal quarterback's just extra depth in that room and just yeah you got to try something
3: well we've been in i don't know how similar of a situation this is but it 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 somewhat reminds me of when we had and it's it is a little different because shane Carden had a bum finger which led to Rio Johnson winning the drop. We had a true quarterback battle going after Dominique Davis. Rio Johnson wins the job. Looks a little shaky, but they get the win over a lesser opponent week one. Week two uh, looks bad at South Carolina. Shane Carden comes in, never comes back out, and sets records at ECU. So, like... But I don't feel like Rio had been anointed kind of like Mason Garcia has. So it's Mm -hmm. a bit of a different situation. Plus, there was a little bit of an injury involved in there. But you you just kind of wonder you know, how ready they are to crown Mason Garcia when you've got Alex Flynn playing this well. But also, you need a good, stable backup quarterback. Every team needs one of those. And it looks like we've got one of those in Alex Flynn if that's the route that these coaches choose to go.
9: Yeah, and like you said, you know Mason Garcia. I think they want him to win this job. I mean, just looking at the guy, you know, he's got a big arm. He's huge. He can he can move around. Just I think everything's there. I think he just he really does need to refine this a little bit and get it going because. But they're giving him every chance to win this thing, you know. And I think they want him to be the the starter. But you know, if, I think Alex Flynn, like
3: you said, is just he's very capable right now. and He's showing that. Chad says, why does everybody get mad when I ask a question? Chandler only ever talks about long snapping. I was just wondering. Chad, stop asking questions, man. (laughs) Chandler. Hey, Chad, let me
5: tell you something. (laughs) Hey, Chad, first of all, well, first and only thing, watch your damn tone, son.
3: Yeah, really.
5: Watch your tone,
3: okay? It's not about the question. It's the way you're asking it. We
5: had this situation with you the other day about asking about
3: JJC.
5: How was his update? And then you had another situation where you got a tone watch the tone buddy yeah
3: if you guys could when you're asking a question please check the tone a little (laughs) we'd appreciate it
5: and let me tell you something usually when someone asks me a question i damn answer it i answer it and i answered it don't give me no tone
3: all right all right there is chandler honeycutt he is on one today uh jamie says if the staff gave any indication now that mason wouldn't start then he'd hit the portal after waiting behind ehlers i mean maybe but i don't know but Uh, in that line of thinking you're acting as if the coaches are being they're hiding something they're they're not being fully truthful with the situation and i I think they are i I still think they have a ton of work to go and they got to figure this out and i i think this you know a month
9: in april has not settled anything
3: all right um looks like they have things figured out in the backfield because a lot of talented running backs back there uh, including a guy that mike houston has talked about on the record off the record all all around the record uh he likes Javius bond he does he likes him a lot yeah we're gonna start hearing that cliche like stable
9: <clears throat> of running backs but they do have a bunch of guys who can run and, and do some good things and yeah i mean all spring he's just been running hard and he's just a hard guy to to get down you know and i think you'd, if you'd have more of those guys you know you're gonna be just fine and marlon gunn obviously is, is really talented we saw that last year and whenever roger harris comes back i mean they could just throw you know three of these
3: guys if not more at you which is awesome but you have to have an offensive line to yeah. be able to run the ball you're right <laughs> now east carolina how about last week patrick was the last week or two weeks ago i think last week they bolstered their O line. With a couple of raw Zips. Zips or Rockets? Akron Zips. Yeah. Was it Akron or Toledo? I think it was Akron. Toledo.
4: Or was it Toledo? Because I thought there was a connection there with Isaiah Winstead because I remember... <laughs>
3: dang it now i don't remember if it's akron and it or would be
4: a rocket if it was toledo correct okay. zips is... so maybe
3: i know that record. i just don't remember what school they came from somebody tell me real quick uh but they added a two for deal a center and another o-lineman from the same school to try to bolster that so we're going to have some more uh, competition some more bodies and you've got some holes to fill with avery jones and mm-hmm. with noah henderson just yeah. to name a couple for sure yeah
9: we saw Noah at pro day you know, out there, but yeah, you. Can, I think you could never have too many beefy guys up front. Just you got to find a good five that mixes, and um, yeah, I don't see any harm in bringing some guys in. And I think it's it's a really good thing, like you said. If you can really run the ball, you can take all the pressure off all these quarterbacks we're talking about. If you can just have a consistent good running game, <clears throat> I think everything becomes a little bit easier.
3: Who is ECU's leading pass catcher, receptions wise, in twenty twenty three? Um, I'm maybe Shane Calhoun. Okay, I'm gonna go tight end.
9: Okay. Just, I don't know. I feel like that—that's usually just a
3: good. I guess if they have him in some passing patterns, he can get it. Um, just, I feel like Jalen Johnson can be the guy. Uh-huh. He was for one game against what Old Dominion, where he was the main weapon. I think he can do that. But I like the Calhoun answer because he has been a stable factor in this offense for years now. Yeah, and he's like just that position too. Just
9: the routes you run, you kind of some a lot of quick hitters. And obviously, he yeah. can go up the seam and do some different things, but. Um, I mean, they had him kind of all over too. Not quite like Ryan Jones, but yeah, I, I think he can be a really good weapon offensively.
3: You think you'll uh, be seeing a lot of different? So, like they used Jones, they had some fun plays for him last year and yeah. screens, things uh-huh. like that. Yeah, putting him in the backfield and that.
9: Like, I, I guess it remains to be seen if if Shane can do the exact sort of thing. But I really liked how they used Jones
3: last year. All right, let's take a break. One more uh, segment to go with Patrick Mason. Donnie Kirkpatrick will join us at 5 o'clock. We've got a giveaway and more of your questions if you have a good tone. (laughs) Chad says, Chandler, you need to watch your tone. You don't want this smoke. What a rivalry we have budding here between a couple of former high school football players. A couple of uh, big uglies on the line.
5: (laughs) I'm going to end this now. (laughs) i want to apologize for my attitude earlier
3: okay
5: i'm a pacifist i don't like controversy i don't like fighting i want everybody to get along there you go so chad i apologize please forgive me good man i'm sorry
4: i don't apologize for anything
3: that's what makes y'all work so well together let's take a break we'll come back more to go Pirate radio live after this
9: Somebody once told me the world was gonna roll me. I ain't the
8: sharpest tool in this shit. She was
9: looking kinda
4: dumb with a finger and a thumb. In the shape of a nail
7: on her forehead.
1: You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now back to the show.
4: Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency for maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk. Town's insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes. For personal or business insurance questions, call 756 756- 6 Eighty-three hundred, and as we head back into the show, I got a quick uh, Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard update, brought to you by the Buck. The Buck. Uh, East Carolina still hanging on to a two-to-one lead. We are in the top of the third inning.
3: All right, thanks for that update, Charlie Rhodes. We'll keep you updated on what's going on on the what do they call it? Baseball is the diamond. Is it the? Little – what are they – there's a, a name for it, right? The softball field?
7: Uh,
3: no. Softball field, a
4: diamond. You could still call jewel? it a diamond.
3: Let's call it the jewel.
4: <laughs> well, the Duke player just made a sports center-like diving catch in the outfield to rob ECU of an extra base hit here. So um,
5: the jewel? Yeah, oh, wow, what a catch.
4: That was an ex- excellent catch. So they're heading into the bottom of the third inning. 13th ranked dude trailing ECU two to one.
3: What's your favorite Jewel song? Oh, who Dreams can save your soul? Fun? Oh, yeah, that's good. That's good. That's a good one. Patrick, you familiar with Jewel? Nope. Wow. And I know Channel. I
4: saw her in concert.
3: Where? Oh, it's in person. <laughs> she's a beautiful lady. And I want to say Canadian, but I might be wrong.
4: I don't know if she's Canadian or not, but. Uh, she
3: was homeless.
4: She was. Um, Jewel Lloyd? No, that is a hmm. basketball player. Jewel. Jewel Jewel. J E W E L. She is a oh, singer.
3: She's cute. She is. And she was married to
4: a cowboy at one point.
3: Michael Irvin? <laughs> no.
4: Not an actual football <laughs> cowboy, a real cowboy.
3: A, a real uh, cowboy? A Glory hose.
4: hose. Um <laughs> No, I had uh I was working for a radio station and we had a partnership with well, it was called Walnut Creek at the yeah. time, the outdoor arena. And uh, they had uh, jewel tickets, and they asked me if I wanted to go. And I got very, very nice seats. And uh, nice. She was actually, I, I was kind of hesitant because I was like, "Is jewel. It's not exactly my cup of tea. I mean, I like a couple songs, but I didn't think I was going to enjoy the concert. I enjoyed it. She actually is a world-class yodeler
3: Mm -hmm, she mm -hmm.
4: can yodel very very well it's actually pretty cool
3: Mm -hmm. uh jamie says a bull rider is that what you like a bull rider yes okay yes Uh, she was married to a bull rider (laughs) interesting all right (laughs) um yeah jules very talented patrick um when's the last concert you went to um i think
9: it was 2021 i'm pretty sure i saw chris stapleton at some place in raleigh but I, that's not really my kind of music. But I had a good
3: time. Yeah, some place in Raleigh was it the big outdoor venue? Yeah, Okay. it's like
9: is the Walnut.
3: It, it used to be Creek. Walnut Creek, but it now it's called. Is it oh, Red Credit Union? Is it okay? No, yes. is it Red Hat? Red, Red it Hat Amphitheater? Re- no, it wasn't Red it's... Hat. red hat and
9: walnut is two different different right i've been to red hat before but that was
4: i don't know but i know i I will always call it walnut creek because that's how i know it is
3: yeah just had like some lawn seats coastal credit union music park at walnut creek this has a real nice ring to it so just walnut creek just call it walnut creek i've seen aerosmith Almond brothers there uh i saw
4: aerosmith uh at walnut creek in sync Mm-hmm. Uh, indigo girls uh, heart journey cheap trick janet jackson
3: I saw neil young there i'd like to see janet jackson bust the rhymes janet jackson <laughs> <laughs>
5: i'd love to see janet jackson too
3: last concert
4: i went to last summer
3: new the uh, summer new kids. F- the
4: summer of shirley new kids on the block where i in vogue with In Vogue, I Rick Astley, Vogue. and Salt and Peppa. And I, guess, I uh, walked away with a selfie with Donnie Wahlberg. There so. you.
3: Donnie Wahlberg, star of um, six Sense and Blue Bloods. There you go. All right, um, Patrick. <laughs> Speaking of six Sense, I watched an M. Night Shyamalan movie recently. Which one?
4: M. Night Shyamalan, Ding Dong.
3: Knock at the door. Knock at the cabin door. Uh, knock at the. Oh, I, I kind of good though, wasn't it? Yeah, I've heard. Like, interesting. I didn't love it.
4: I, you know, honestly, I don't think I've liked any <coughs> M. Night Shyamalan, Ding Dong, movies except for Six Sense. That I one because loved, that uh, one threw did me you do completely. Signs? I
3: love Signs. Yeah, that's that's like the only one i remember enjoying. when they show that like tv news footage of yeah, the like alien the leg what a by. moment yeah I remember. signs was really cool yeah love that uh this one i was not into but i thought batista did a good job former wwe superstar batista i thought he was good in the movie but uh didn't love it did love beef though cannot recommend that enough to people i watched it last night
4: now is that on netflix
3: yeah okay it is really good and i am a big now uh ali wong fan
4: oh ali wong is hysterically funny
3: she might be but she is a fantastic actress oh yeah give her all the awards uh she is awesome in that and i knew she was a comedian but um very good actress enjoyed that a lot great show Pretty unique, good idea, kind of different. So, uh beef, I recommend it. uh Jamie says the village was good. Um, I don't think I saw that. I think I did, and you know, Sham he had to have like a big reveal, big yeah. That was his thing, right? Yeah, like, you know, crazy. After twist the sixth cents, it had to have the t- crazy twist. Jamie saw three eleven, Tool, and BB King there. That's an eclectic <laughs> mix of I was music there. You get all all pieces yeah. there. Every genre included. Yep. All right. Any ECU related stuff? What do you think about Bobby Pettiford there, Patrick? Yeah. You're not, a, you don't, so you weren't here when he played locally, I guess. No. Yeah. Uh, I'm fired up for it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not a lot of thoughts on that. No, I, I don't. Next know topic. Um, what's the next topic, Patrick? We've got two minutes left. Yeah. Well, too many, like, you know what? Know. I, never, I never ask you what you want to talk about. What do you? What would you like to discuss, real quick? Um, can it be something? Okay, be I know anything. It, all right.
9: Well, mildly, on brand here. I'm I'm starting to panic. I know it's only two weeks into the season, but I'm panicking about the White Sox. Really? Not not doing too great. Um. So who's good in that division? Uh, like the in Guardians Cleveland? and Twins. I think we're winning it at one point, but just so everyone's hurt again and i'm just
3: i'm bummed out i saw uh your shortstop get tossed recently
9: yeah did you yeah, watch man, that so. little breakdown from on john boy i did not it was pretty funny so he was
3: uh yelling at a pitcher right
9: he yeah got quick pitched yep and then the ump thought he was yelling at him and he got tossed and it was the whole thing but now yeah. he's on the injured list eloy's on the injured list i mean it, it's
3: maybe it's just not they're gonna have to blow it up again <laughs> <laughs> they might have to honestly, because they have like a lot of young talent. Like they thought last year, right, or two yeah. years ago, like they're in a window where they're supposed to win right now, right? And they're not, no. and that's concerning. They're like five and eight or something. I know it's early, but but just like last year, they're going to be in the division race in the summer. Like nobody's yeah. going to pull away. I mean, do you really think the Twins are going to play this good all year? No, no. So I mean, I, they're going to keep my interest. I'm just, yeah. I'm just panicking already. All right. A little nervous panic alert panic alert white Sox stink all right patrick uh thanks for hanging out man yeah thanks for having me what you got on the uh docket we got pirate baseball at home this weekend i know you'll be covering that yeah. anything else that's what i'll be there yeah cincinnati coming to town all right well uh we'll see you at clark LeClaire this weekend sounds good p mace patrick mason joining us on a wednesday edition of pirate radio live We will take a timeout, come back. Donnie K. Donnie Kirkpatrick, East Carolina offensive coordinator, joins us to recap the spring when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this.
1: to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show.
4: Welcome back. Russell's Clothing in downtown Washington has everything you need for game day or any other day for men and women. Whether it's dress, casual, or even a formal occasion, Russell's has you covered. Russell's Russell's has served Eastern North Carolina and beyond for 40 years with quality clothing and personal service. Russell's Clothing on Main Street in downtown Washington, Pirates Supporting Pirates. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip.
3: All right, back with you, hour three of Pirate Radio Live. Got a giveaway coming up this hour, so stay tuned for that. And we're going to talk pirate football to kick off hour number three with Donnie Kirkpatrick, East Carolina offensive coordinator. He joins us here on the Pirate Radio live line. Coach, appreciate your time. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well. How are you guys? Hey, we're, we're doing great. And uh, wrapped up spring ball this weekend. And Coach, something we commented on, we we only see it from the outside, but Mike Houston uh, did a lot of smiling. Seemed to be in very good spirits every time uh, he came off the practice fields uh, out of the spring game and, and seemed very upbeat about the spring. Not that he hasn't been, you know, super upbeat in the past, but I don't know. He kind of gave the the idea from the outside looking in that it was a positive spring. He's very happy uh, with this football team. Did, did we read that right? Uh, would you agree with that statement, that uh, Mike Houston's very happy with where this team is right now?
0: You know, uh, and that's a good thing. When when you're working for the guys, he's happy. That, that is a good thing, so I'm glad you're telling me that <laughs> as well. But I, I, think, I think you did read him right because I felt that, and I think our entire staff felt that. And I, I really think it's got a lot to do with, you know, several things, but the main thing is it's a very likable team that we have right now. I think that, uh, you know, we, we've been here four years now. The culture is where Coach wants it, and uh, we've got a really hungry group. Now, I don't saying we're very good right now or anything like that. I'm saying that we've got a group, though, that's fun to coach. They like football, and that's important because college football is hard. And it's it's demanding. It's it's a year-round deal, and these guys are into it. They they like being there. They seem to like each other, and uh, they're they're fun to coach. Uh, they're they're very much into wanting to learn and do better. And we we got a lot of guys that uh, have not played that much. You know, we lost especially offensively. We lost a lot of key guys, uh, but we have a lot of guys that were the next guy in line and and and, and have played some. And they seem very eager to get that role and go compete for that starting job. So I think overall, minus the weather that Saturday, just being, you know, not very fun for spring. Uh, everything really put everybody in
3: good mode donnie kirkpatrick joining us and uh there are a lot of production offensively you got to make up for also uh, some some new coaches on the staff and i know it's pretty rare to to have spring practice and then a couple coaches leave you but that was the case on the offensive side so donnie what was that like you know coaching the team and also welcoming in new coaches new voices for these uh players to hear from was that was that difficult for you guys
0: yeah, I think, you know, for me, it was one of the more challenging springs ever. And I, I've got a lot of years doing this, obviously. So there's been some ups, there's been some downs. But uh, just to to know we were going to have a huge challenge to replace our quarterback, who obviously has been the starting quarterback since we came back, and then 2,000-yard receivers, a 1,400-yard, you know, uh, running back, uh, you know, another tight end that had 44 catches. Also. So, so we knew all those challenges were coming. And, you know, the thing about it is you start winning a few games and people start taking notice and everybody kind of wants to know what you're doing a little bit. Everybody wants a little bit of what you got. So we had some coaches that got some opportunities, and, uh, you know, that was just some things that they thought was best for them and their family. And I don't know, it was unusually late. That's what probably made it a little more challenging. I mean, everybody in college football, you know, has people leave and, and new people come. But I think, I was told because the NFL season, you know, I guess it's one more game now and one more playoff game now or something. It was really like two weeks later than normal. So their coaching hires and things were were later. And all that kind of started the role. And and, and it seemed like the NFL wanted to hire a lot of the college guys this, this year. And I think there's a lot of the college coaches that are ready to go to the NFL with all this NIL all this transfer portal and some things. So it just seemed to be an unusually high year of jobs shuffling late, and and we got hit. And First day of spring ball, on my way to work early that morning, you know, I get a call of one coach that he's going to leave. Okay, we dealt with that. Then after the first practice, another coach, you know, takes another job. So really, had to pass out some name tags in there, (laughs) staff to know each other. Uh, We even had a TA that we hired, and he came, stayed one week, and he got a big-time offer that he said he couldn't refuse couldn't couldn't turn down with so much more money so it it was just a lot of change and I spent a lot of time coaching coaches and talking about this is what we call this this is their terminology and getting their ideas whereas normally you'd just be working with the players but uh, all in all got a great group hired Uh, I think we did and uh, we're really coming together and you know I think by the end of Spring, you know, we started to see the the staff and the players starting to know each other, and I I think now we kind of know what we've got. Uh, Summer will be really, really important. Uh, We're we're getting ready to hit the road recruiting here next week, so we we won't be meeting football-wise for a while, but June we'll really be in there cranking it out offensively. We'll have to spend a little bit more time in the meeting room than normal.
3: Donnie Kirkpatrick joining us. Coach, you've been in it uh, long enough now. You're used to – this is the college game. You can't sign players to eight-year, ten-year contracts like you can in pro sports. And uh, even though you almost kind of did that with Holton so he was here for so long. But with Holton – and you can even extend that. C.J. Johnson uh, played a lot of football for East Carolina. Keaton Mitchell uh, was huge for ECU uh, in his time here. So just kind of looking around – at I, 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 a it's it's difficult to lose those guys b it's got to be kind of an exciting feeling i know it is for the players to to see other guys ready to step up so what is that transition like because it's not that often you see a team lose so much offensive production uh like we're going to see from east carolina from last year to this year
0: it's, it's the most i've ever seen like i say in you know, my 40 some years. But it is an exciting deal because that means we did do some good things. Uh, We got some good players. So recruiting's going well. That means, you know, development is is going well. Uh, Pro Day was the best Pro Day I'd ever been to, you know, here or anywhere else that I've been. We, We had, you know, every team represented, a couple other leagues represented, you know, that were out there. And our kids performed so well. And the positive to that is that our younger players saw that, and that was exciting because, you know, that's everybody's dream is to go play college football, then go play at the next level. And our kids were able to see, you know what, it can't happen from East Carolina. If you do good, you will be recognized, and you will get a chance. And, you know, then that's all they can ask. The rest of it, you know, is on them. So I think that added to some of the excitement from the spring is we had a lot of guys saying, man, I want to go out there and be like C.J. I want to be like Holt. I want to do like Isaiah Winstead, Ryan Jones, and and, and all those guys. So uh, we, we love that. You know, uh, as a coach, it's very satisfying to to have, you know, be a part of, like, what Holton did this past year because he was fabulous. And especially after about the fourth game, you know, he, he was just on fire. Uh, and that went on into the bowl season, and then that went into the all-star games, and all that's fun. It really is. But really, the most exciting thing is just really when you start over and you get one like you know a Mason or, or an Alex Flynn or a Raheem Jr., when they're at the beginning of their careers, there's, there's so much fun in the coaching part because that's really what you like doing is getting out there and, and just starting and teaching them stuff.
3: Donnie Kirkpatrick joining us. Let's talk about these quarterbacks on the roster, coach. And, you know, everybody wants to know who who the starters are, who the depth chart, what's the depth chart, even as we sit here in April. So as you look at it now, you know, is Mason Garcia the starter uh, this fall when East Carolina takes the field? Is there a battle between him and Alex Flynn? And and Mike Houston said you guys are going to bring in another quarterback from the portal. Uh, Can you give us any insight on that situation with the QB room?
0: Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't, as coaches, we don't really sit around and and talk much about, you know, who are the first 11, you know, or or stuff like that. We talk more probably in terms of who is at the level right now that's good enough to play on Saturdays and give our team a chance to win. So we never really see it as maybe just 11 guys or just one guy at a position because we know you're always one play away from having to play the next guy anyhow. We're always just trying to get as many guys, what we call above the line or in that, you know, 1-1-A one, one, type thing. And so I know quarterbacks are a little different because you don't normally play more than, than one quarterback. Like, you, you know, you play six, seven wide receivers. You'd like to play seven, eight, nine offensive linemen. There are other positions. You even play more of those guys. But with The quarterback, it, it's usually one more guy, and I know that's always the excitement about who's going to be the starting quarterback. Uh, I think that we have two guys right now that are good enough to lead our team uh, on Saturday and, and go win. Raheem's going to be there. He's a high school senior right now, and right now he's thinking about going back to Spartanburg and going to the prom and, and doing some things like that. So we don't feel like he's ready right now. We're glad he came early. we will put him way ahead. But, you know, at the level we want to play at, we're not going to throw that on him. We don't think that's that's where he's at. But Mason, obviously, has waited his turn, been very loyal to the program, had a lot of people try to tell him what he needs to do, and he's ignored all that and done what's best for him. And he had a good spring. He really did. Um, He had really three good scrimmages and and worked through that. He's really, really improved, I think, in all his aspects, especially his, his leadership and his commitment to being better. Uh, I know a lot of people are thinking, how did Alex Flynn all of a sudden just appear, which he really did not. Alex was was really trending last year. It's just, like you say, you don't usually play more than one quarterback, and Hope's one of those guys that, you know, his, his best ability was his availability and his durability. He just, though he was banged up, he never came out of the game. He never really told anybody until Sunday that his shoulder came out of place or that he was hurt, so we didn't get guys in much, but he was really practicing well, so I wasn't shocked that he came out with an opportunity to get more reps. He, he lit it up. Uh, especially, I know, more people got to see the spring game than they did the other scrimmages. He was he was the difference in the game. Uh, so I do think we have a battle, but I always think you have a battle because if you don't perform, you know, you're always going to have to put the other guy in, so Again, I want two, I want three quarterbacks that are good enough. Uh, fortunately, in our offense, the quarterbacks over the years have not gotten hurt very much, uh, but we all know that can happen. You see it happen time to time. You see what happened at North Carolina State last year. They're a top 20, top 10 team, and injury gets them. And, you know, by the end of the year, they were playing their fourth quarterback. So stuff like that we take note of, you know, and, and we're that's why we're – entertaining the portal. Uh we entertained it in January and in December. There was nobody that was interested in us that we were interested in and we felt like was the right mix for our team. Very careful about who we're gonna bring into this team, especially in a quarterback position and who comes into that quarterback room. We gotta have the right fit, not only athletically and talent wise, but you know, mentally and then just character wise and teammate wise. So um you know, with that, we'll find somebody here this spring, I think, because we feel like we need four on scholarship, and we feel like Raheem is the future, but it's the future's a little bit away for him. Uh, but Mason and Alex, I feel really good about. I feel like we could win with either one. And you know what? You always kind of go through preseason camp. I mean, you know, even Holton had to win the job. I know people probably think that's not true, but they – I promise you, if somebody was playing better in him in practice and in the scrimmages, we'd have been playing the other guy. He was the best option, and I guess he proved that this year. And And they always have to do that.
3: Donnie Kirkpatrick joining us today, talking pirate football, talking quarterbacks. Coach, when you lose uh, a whole Nailers and so much offensively, Uh, when you you think about Mike Houston, you think about kind of physical run game, things like that, does the playbook, does the play you call, the plays you call on Saturdays change with the personnel or is it all kind of a a basic deal no matter who you're working with you know mason obviously adds a run element although we saw alex flynn take off in the spring game and show he could run as well but do you do you change things at all uh will it look different this fall uh play calling wise play wise than it did in the past with hold nailers at the helm
0: well you you know every quarterback's different if you do want to play to their strengths and uh you know, I think his time when we got here. I don't. You know, I think it took us a while, maybe, to figure out what Holton's best things were. And you know, fortunately, we put it together. I think the last two years pretty well for him as he continued to get better. So Mason's definitely different than him. Mason and Alex are definitely different. So you you have to be careful though because you can't just have a lot of different offenses. Uh, the offensive line would never be able to execute all that. You'd never have time to practice all that. Uh, the receivers, you know, and the running backs, you know, they they can only handle so much and be good at it because the defense is throwing so many things at you. And every time they line up differently or they move differently, you know, that changes assignments and that, and that changes things. So we'll stay within the structure of the offense. We will believe, as Coach Houston is going to always believe in, being a physical, you know, football team that's going to play and not turn the ball over. And, you know, be be solid on defense and and try to do the right things, try to win the game like that. But we'll, we'll look a little different because the quarterbacks are such a big part of it. But the receivers are going to be different this year than they were, so that'll change it. But it'll all be the same system. Sometimes you have a play, and there's really 15 different ways to run that same play depending on what your quarterback and your running backs are good at. So you can change just little elements of the same play. As far as how you call the game, a lot of that's just determined by the way the game's going and how you match up with the team. So whether, when, sometimes those are factors in how you call the game. Field position is the number one thing in offensive football and offensive scoring, which, uh, Anytime you see if you're backed up, it's hard to score. If you get good field position, it's easier to score. So sometimes that dictates how you call the game. Obviously, the score takes how much time is left in the game.
7: So,
0: you know, everybody just wants to play wide open and you, know, and, you know, have no fear. And I don't know that we have fear, but we do try to play smart. And I think last year, you know, our ability to not turn the ball over and, you know, Make good decisions, which is what you're always trying to teach the quarterbacks. Paid off for us in ability to win. You know, the most games we've been able to win here in a while now. That's not how many games we want to win. We want to win more games than that. And hopefully we will continue to get better.
3: Donnie Kirkpatrick joining us. I, I want to hit on everything, get to some of y'all's uh, questions as well. So we'll kind of skip over the running backs if we have time at the end. We've talked a ton about the talented running backs and uh, Javius Bond coming into the mix, green as well with Marlon Gunn, Rajay coming back from injury. So I know you're going to miss Keaton Mitchell, but uh, the, the the running backs, the, the backfield looks like a really, really good position group uh, for ECU. Let's go to the, the pass casters coach. And, man, we loved our one year with Isaiah Winston. He was really fun to watch. C.J. Johnson uh, out as well. Ryan Jones. So when you look at what you got coming back, Jalen Johnson, Shane Calhoun is a proven target for you guys. Josiah Hatfield. And heard the name Kerry King a lot this year and kind of heard it a lot last year, uh, but just with... Uh, you guys were able to to stay healthy, pretty healthy at those uh, receiver positions, Coach, just like at quarterback. So we didn't see really a ton of guys throughout the year, but Kerry King's a name that uh, has been floating around for a while. So I guess outside of the top three with Calhoun and, and Johnson and, and Hatfield, who we've seen a lot of, who are uh, some other guys you're expecting to step up in the fall that, that you've already seen step up in the spring?
0: Well, I, I think you're, you're on the one that we've all been a buzz about too. Is Kerry King? Now, Kerry made a little bit of a splash last year, and then you know I, I, he probably didn't get his name called a lot, like you say, because CK had the best year of his life and stayed healthy and was in better shape, was able to play more plays, and then Isaiah was just an unbelievable pickup for us. So, you know that Jalen Johnson would have had a lot bigger year last year if he could have stayed healthy. He he fought a nagging back injury and a foot injury and a bunch of other things. So, you know, and, and we've always said this I how happened. When he has a good game, he played pretty good. He had a great spring. He showed what he could do for the for the new receiver coaches and all that. But, yeah, as far as guys that we haven't talked about or not as in the mix as much, I guess Kerry would be the name, I think, that, that continues to pop up. And, and it's just because he, he's got such good speed and he's got such good work ethic. He he just really, really tries to practice hard and do everything hard. Not very big. He's got to stay healthy. Got to learn to play a little bit more physical, you know, and, and some things like that, especially in the run game. Those receivers got to do that. But um, we are really looking for him to make a big step up. I'd say Brock Spalding was a guy that came in and showed us early that he could really catch the ball which, you know, that that can't be an underrated skill right there. As a receiver, you've got to be able to catch the ball, and he has a great knack for that. Uh, I thought he did some really good things in the spring. He did have a deep ball there in the spring game and everybody's other scrimmages. He missed one of the scrimmages there with a little bit of a pool growing, and we were just a little bit safe with that because we wanted him to be back uh, for the spring game, so so we held him. But I would say probably those are the two that – of the group we're not hearing about all the time are the two. And I would say there'll be another addition, at least one more edition will probably join our roster before we play next year.
3: All right, Donnie Kirkpatrick joining us. Speaking of additions, a couple of O linemen uh, committing to East Carolina from Akron. I don't know how much you can talk about uh, the newcomers, but how about the O line filling in uh, for the spots that Avery Jones leaves behind and uh, Noah Henderson? So you got some spots to fill. How do you feel about that group? How, how did they look uh, this spring, Coach? As far as what you got now, and and also maybe some uh, some reserves coming on the way.
0: Yeah, we we did. You know, losing Avery was a little bit unexpected, not totally, but, uh, you know, the world of M- uh, the NIL thing kind of got us there a little bit. Of course, we knew Noah would not be back. Cause he had already said he was going to declare for the draft. He had fought so much injury that he didn't feel like he could keep, continue to play, you know, college football and have a chance to play at the next level. So two pickups up there from the soapbox derby area there I think are going to give us help. I don't know what I can say about them either. As, as far as that at this time. The offensive line, you know, went through a great trans uh, thing there because obviously the legend Steve Shankwall, you know, finally stepped back a little yeah. bit. And, you know, not totally unexpected, you and know, and, and that he, he his first tenure at East Carolina was, you know, the the first year of East Carolina. <laughs> I think, so he's been here forever. And uh, but you get a new line coach, boy, you're gonna have some growing pains going through, you know, just mixing it and putting it together, different terminology. Some different thoughts. Alan Mulgridge did a great job, though, of molding that group. And by the end of the spring, we were really starting to see some good improvement there. Deshaun Struthers had an unbelievable spring. You know, I think he's emerged kind of as the leader, the most consistent guy. Uh, You know, uh, Hampton Urgle got the start in the bowl game and had never really played very much and had only been a center for about a month
8: and had a great game
0: against a really outstanding nose guard for Coastal. So he kind of showed us, hey, you know, here's a guy that, that that's probably better than we may have thought he was. And so we're excited about about his progress, too. And so uh, we, we needed just a little bit more depth because we, we've we got good numbers, but we, some of the numbers are very, very young, and I don't think they're ready. In the offensive line is a slow position to be able to go out there and play uh, at this level. But uh, Coach Mogens feels very good about this group. They They have great attitudes as well. And usually – the morale of your offensive line kind of determines the morale of the team. and Those guys are in a good place right now. So I know they're going to be physical because Coach Mulgridge is a throwback guy just like Coach Houston, so they believe in hitting the people in the mouth and knocking some people off the ball. And I'm excited, I think, though, that I see good things in our pass protection right now, Parker Moore being at tackle, who was a rotate guy last year, really good spring, you know, showing that – has the ability to block the guys out there on the edge, which that's, that's
3: a very tough assignment. Donnie Kirkpatrick joining us, Coach. Uh, I want to make sure we get this in. Um, yesterday, Bryce Williams joined us on the show, and I told him you were coming on, and I said, alright, Bryce, um, you're, you're going one-on-one right now with Donnie Kirkpatrick. What questions do you want to ask? And uh, He said he had three for us, so Shirley, let's hit question one uh, from Bryce Williams to Donnie Kirkpatrick.
2: Coach K., I know you're listening. First question, what would you say your favorite number? What is the first number
0: that comes to your mind?
3: All right, your favorite number. He said it was a number he used to say a lot. Do you know that number he's talking about?
0: The, 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 my favorite number? Well, I think he wanting his jersey number to be the answer, which I, if I remember correctly was, was 81. I don't know. His hair was so long at that time, it was a little hard sometimes to read his number. <laughs>
3: but
0: I will say this. The number 17 has been very very good for me, and that's kind of been my lucky number in that there were some pretty good dudes
3: that wore 17. But I don't
0: know. Seven and two did some great things, too, but... They probably remember me talking about 17 being my lucky
3: number. He said, if I text Zay Jones, if I text other guys right now, what's Donnie's favorite number? He would say 17. He said, <laughs> which, uh, hey, I, that's a good one to go on. Uh, anytime you can talk about Dwayne Harris and 17, uh, yeah, that's a good yeah, thing.
0: That that was true. And then I had Brian Sore, who GA'd for us a little bit, was the National Player of the Year at James Madison. We won the national championship. He wore seven. Man. So at that point, I confirmed that that that's
3: pretty lucky number. that is the number all right there's question one that's the answer he thought you'd say uh question two second question is what
2: is the percentage the tight end will be the first read on the past place i know what number i got in my head that i'm slightly biased
3: towards but i'm gonna see what you answer all right interesting question coach what you got for that
0: yeah, I know the answer he's looking for is that he will be the first read. So, uh, you know what? Uh, I am looking for Shane Calhoun to really, really uh, get more involved in the passing game uh, with, the, with Ryan leaving a little bit, and we're putting a lot of emphasis on that. And I know that uh, Mason and him used to room together, so they've got a little bit of that uh, mojo going and that chemistry going, too. Uh, it was easy when, when, when Bryce, not to just brag on the, on your people there, but when Bryce was out there at the tight end, it, it definitely should have been probably the first rate.
3: All right. Well, he'll be, he's a big Calhoun fan. Cause by the way, Bryce wore 80, just like Calhoun. So he's pulling for, uh, for number 80 out there. I was close. Yeah. yeah you were on one off. Uh, all right. He said he had three questions. Let's hear the third one. You know, my third one is, uh, i'm drawing a blank coach, <laughs> coach. So, uh,
2: you know i will stick with two if something pops up there and nice. as i go along i'll throw yeah, one out there
3: that sounds about right right coach bryce uh, couldn't come up with the third one for you
0: well he, he hasn't changed much
3: <laughs> <laughs> I right there. there you go all right uh coach donnie kirkpatrick joining us coach uh, i'm looking at all your stops here uh you got a long wikipedia page coach you've been in a lot of places um have you ever coached in the big house
0: you know what? Oddly enough, I've been to the big house because I coached at Eastern Michigan, which is uh, in Ypsilanti, uh, which is eight, eight miles from Ann Arbor. Okay. And we had a great relationship over there with the University of Michigan. We used to use their indoor facility on the snow days, which was pretty much every day for about seven or eight months up there. And we went over there and spent a lot of time with our coaches and watched them practice. But I never... I've taken a team into the big house, so I've been there. I'm excited about going back. Uh, Davis, our, our son, was born there. Uh, he lived there for two days before we moved to Louisville. But we're all excited about going back and get a chance to play in the big house for the first time.
3: Yeah, uh, looking forward to that. going to be awesome to see the purple and gold there. Donnie Kirkpatrick joining us here on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Coach, uh, we'll let you run. Any final thoughts uh, on this spring on Pirate football, sounds like? You you acknowledge that there's work to do. It's not a, uh, a finished product, but it, it sounds like uh, you, the staff, the the team, especially, is very upbeat, coming off a bowl win and looking forward to a, a big 2023.
0: Well, I just think things are on, in a good place here all over campus. You know, I think in the school and with the athletic department, John Gilbert's doing just an unbelievable job. He sets a great atmosphere here, and I know our fans are just getting on board more and more. And this is a good group to pull for and pull for hard. We're going to have another good season next year. I feel pretty confident about that. We want it to be a great one, so that's what we're aiming for.
3: Good stuff, Coach. And if you all throw a uh, party, you and your wife, when Dan Snyder sells the team, uh, let me know. I'd like to join you there. That would be a good day.
0: I think we, we are thinking a lot. <laughs> coach, I wish you should say
3: that. Yes, sir. Appreciate you joining us, man. Uh, have a good, uh, I know it's not an off season, but have a good re- uh, these months coming up, and uh, we'll talk to you again down the road.
0: All right. Always a pleasure. Go, Pirates.
3: Thank you, man. There's Donnie Kirkpatrick joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. Chandler.
0: I have a
5: trivia question for you. So we were going down, you know, kind of going in the past with Donnie Kirkpatrick and the path that he's taken as a coach. He just mentioned he was at Eastern Michigan. When he was at Eastern Michigan in 1993 to 1994, who was the quarterback at Eastern Michigan that was a long-time backup in the NFL?
3: I'm going to say it's Charlie Batch.
5: Charlie Batch is correct.
3: Bangarang. Good question. And he was around forever. A as a time. stealer, as a lion. Charlie Batch on the sidelines. Ah, I wish you'd have brought that up uh, during the interview, but good call there, China. I man. didn't see until yeah.
5: last minute, so.
3: All right, well there you go. Next time we have Donnie K on we got to ask him about coaching uh Charlie Batch back in the day. All right, let's um you want a booty bag it? Let's booty bag it.
9: Booty 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 everywhere. Booty 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 booty
3: booty everywhere. 317-1250 the number on the pirate Radio Live line. What are we going to be giving away today?
4: A $10 gift card to Familia.
3: All right. Familia on the line for you if you're lucky. Caller number eight. Caller eight, 317 1250. We'll be back with more Pirate Radio Live after this.
7: Am I for?
1: Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates, and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show.
4: Welcome back. Ease Plumbing, Viva Electric, and Roland Black Heating and Cooling have teamed up to form New Blue Service Group, offering Eastern North Carolina the best in plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services. Same great local team, same great great local service, just a new name. For plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services, go to callnewblue.com. That's call in you blue.com new blue service group where we are redefining service excellence and congratulations to Sydney Pennell of Winterville picked up a $10 gift card courtesy of Familia and Familia is your place for great Italian food, whether it's great New York style pizzas, homemade meatballs, lasagna, uh, chicken parm or the delicious homemade desserts. Familia is a winning play every time for dine-in or take-out. Make Familia your go-to play when you have a hungry team. Familia on Firetower Tower Road near Pitt Community College. And a clip with a Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard update presented by the Buck. The Buck. East Carolina is clinging to a 4-3 to lead over 13th-ranked Duke. They are currently in the bottom of the 5th inning.
3: Alright, a couple more innings to go. Let's see if the Pirates can get a big road win. Game one of a doubleheader. Yes, correctly. second
4: game is scheduled for 7 o'clock.
3: Alright, there you go. Uh, shout out to... Oh, first of all, love a good Friday Familiar Run Pizza of the Week. I did it last Friday. Got the... They had pepperoni and sausage. Mm. It's a giant pizza for 12 bucks, And it was awesome. And then I finished it off the next day threw it in the air fryer got it just nice and hot and crispy as it was when i picked it up from familia and it was dynamite so if you want some good food on a budget uh the familia pizza of the week ask uh what their pizza of the week is this week and uh, it's a great value and it tastes awesome
5: yes that is uh go to uh when it comes to me and my roommates. sometimes we want to chip in and get the pizza of the week very cheap option for you every single week at familia and also don't forget you think of pizza when you think of familia they're italian dishes but their italian hoagie is one of the best i've ever had so check it out if you get the chance
3: chicken philly can't go wrong with that either uh and a shout out to the prop queen ariel epstein she won a prop today chandler involving your nationals she had mckenzie gore under two and a half earned runs allowed and he allowed two earned runs in three and two-thirds innings nice and he's out of the game so he didn't st- he didn't pitch very long but he-, he pitched long enough uh and gave up um less amount of runs to win that prop for the prop queen ero epstein right now it is angels two nationals two as they play in the uh, sixth inning by the way logan O'Hop hop i don't know how to say his name is it O'Hop or oh uh two east carolina commits in that game for uh in this uh nationals and angels game both he and mackenzie gore were ecu commits that went straight to the pros and he's got four home runs uh already this logan season oh yeah the catcher
5: was the ecu commit yeah well how about you add there's three commit former ecu
3: commits? let's add another one mike trout <laughs> let's <laughs> add him never heard of him but i'll <laughs> take your word for it uh two to two that score as they play in the sixth inning out in la anaheim wherever they play those games uh some other scores on the buccaneer musical scoreboard presented by a Bucks. Buc- yankees knock off the guardians four to three mets beat the padres five to two and the Astros blank the Pirates 7-0, so some other scores. Burley and the Cardinals played the Rockies today, or are playing, because they're in the bottom of the ninth. Alec Burleson hits second today, goes one for four, and uh, is hitting a clean 300 this year for St. Louis. So, uh, Burley with a hit today, and it looks like the Rockies, if they can get three more outs, are going to win. Excuse me, the Cardinals are going to win over the Rockies. They're up 7-4, in the ninth let's hear a little bit from last night cliff godwin and a couple of pirate players following the victory over odu back-to-back road uh, or back-to-back midweek wins for east carolina and five straight wins overall now for the pirates here's what cliff godwin had to say after the game
8: all right,
9: Cliff, well, just to, you know, you guys score early, and then you added some more runs late, and just another midweek win for you guys. What did you like about how you played today?
2: Well, you said another midweek win, like we've been winning a lot of midweeks, so that was a big emphasis. We were four and five coming into the night and just being ready to play, and thought our guys were ready to play. I thought it was a great game on the mound. Um, defensively, we made some web gems in crucial situations, and thought our offense was good early and then good late to finish the game.
8: Top of the lineup really set the tone today. Carter did great. Lane Hoover obviously reached base, I think, four times. What would you like out of them?
2: Just them being themselves. You know, Hoover um, setting the tone, hits a single, got bobbles that he's standing at second base, I mean setting the tone that we're going to play hard all day. So that was
9: the thing I really liked. Getting five innings out of Danny Beal today, what would you like out of the way he uh, attacked the zone and just – Pitch
2: well. Yeah, he had everything working. I mean, they're really good offense. They've hit a lot of home runs. Uh, of course, he had his changeup working to lefties. He also had his breaking ball and his slider and also his fastball. Um, that hit, hit a lot of lefties in the lineup and Danny really needed that changeup. So I think he punched out nine guys I and mean, he was awesome.
1: Coach, can you talk about uh, that left field play by Nowak? It was a, a awesome play.
2: Yeah, I, I missed it, but uh, we had just backed him up two steps right before the guy hit it. So uh colby and i'll take a little bit of credit for that play so we just had backed him up but uh you know nowak has worked his tail off and um he's been dh'ing but with jc being down he's gonna have to play in the outfield some and he actually played some in left field in high school before he played center field so that's the most comfortable position he has speaking
9: of jc any update on him
2: yeah it's going to be you know a week or so so y- y'all don't have to ask me that for a while so he's going to be out um but We've got good players and uh, we're not gonna make excuses. If we don't win, it won't be because JC's out. Coach, there was a
5: couple of innings where the team was having a difficult time putting up hits and then they picked the pace back up. What adjustments
10: did y'all make to turn it around?
2: Um, their left-hander gave us a lot of issues and he came out of the game and uh, we are able to put an inning together in the seventh inning.
10: Talk about your left-hander, what a great first three innings out of him was he on the pitch count today or
2: no but I mean if you're watching the game his velocity was dropping and he threw too many pitches so yes the result was good but he walked too many guys was behind the count too much so he's got to get better at that and I love Zach but that's one thing that he needs to to work on for us to uh, keep running him out there and extend him a little bit
9: for a guy like Carter I think he's leading you guys in on base right now I mean just what kind of work has he put in just to be able to, to be that guy you can count on I think you know for the past few weeks
2: yeah, he's uh, just continued to grow up. You know, last year I think he put too much pressure on himself and tried to do too much. The thing that Carter does, he really recognizes off-speed really well so he can, you know, sit fastball and still pick up off-speed and not chase it in the dirt.
3: ECU head baseball coach Cliff Godwin following the 7-3 victory over Old Dominion last night. Big Hoove got into one, pulled a homer to right field second of the season third of his career and uh, we'll hear what he had to say following last night's victory lane hoover home run and a winner at clark leclair last night
9: as we're able to score some early runs and he piled on some more late i guess how good was it to get another midweek win
8: yeah i would tell you what you know we haven't been the best at midweek so um i think we're five and five now so uh midweek wins are big you know it's, it's good for us and to be the aggressor early was a was a big time was a big time for us so yeah, yeah it was good Hey, talk about the home run. Uh, yeah, the, I mean, I was the just, other one. yeah, I was just ready for fastball. I didn't, I didn't know if it was going to be high enough to get out of here. So, um, nah, that was great. Uh, it felt really good. You've been hitting the cover off the ball early after a little bit of early struggles. What's been going right for you? Because it seems like you've been really locked in. Yeah, I mean, um, just talking to my teammates, man, they, they keep me in it. They, you know, they keep my head high and I'm thankful for them. And um, once you get a couple going, you know, you start to feel confident, you know, really, gained a lot of confidence and so yeah, it feels good right now. does
10: it feel to be out there in center field,
8: man? I like it. Yeah, um, it's it's good. Um, you know, we're all, there's, you know, a couple of us are actually getting reps out there in center field. So, yeah, I, I like it in center.
9: So, as a guy who plays left a lot, what do you like about uh, the way Luke played left field? Oh, there? man. Like, um, making a couple good
8: plays. Yeah, he made two big time plays, one against the wall, one in foul territory. Um, and He's really been working a lot on his defense lately. So, it's it's paying off for him. And I'm really, Really glad to see that.
9: Um, you know, you've been hitting leadoff. I think maybe the past five or so games, and mm-hmm. I don't know if that's you know, correlative to how you're hitting. But like, do you, does it kind of feel comfortable batting back up at the top of the lineup
8: like that? Yeah, I, I do like batting leadoff, and um, you know, I really don't care where he puts me. But um, you know, my job is to get on base and but um, the big guys behind me do their job.
5: You've had an amazing season. What parts of your game have you worked to improve
8: as the season has progressed? Yeah, you know, I always try to stay fast, and a a big thing for me is defense. I feel like I'm a big defense player, so um, get my arm, just continue to get stronger, you know, and then um, getting stronger in the weight room, and, you know, look what happens. Uh, (laughs) Lane,
1: how big is it to be home? You guys have won five in a row now.
8: I mean, it's good. Um, It's always always great to get wins at home, and... um, had a great
3: crowd tonight. They were behind us, and um, I'm glad we were ready to go tonight. All right, big hoof Following the victory last night, center field hitting leadoff, hit a dinger, uh, massive part of the reason why the Pirates have been able to go on this win streak is he's been hitting the ball well. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back and hear from Dylan Danny Beal, and have more for you on a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Also, once again, set up uh, Thursday's huge show. Got a ton of guests coming up. On Thursday. We will run that down for you as well when we return after this.
1: Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates, and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back.
4: Order Jersey Mike subs on the mobile app and get delivery right to your home or save time and order ahead to skip the line to pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's, a sub above. Now, let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Cliff Brock.
3: Back with you on a beautiful Wednesday here in eastern North Carolina, edition of Pirate Radio Live coming up friday we'll have a best of for you we'll recap uh these football interviews with mike houston donnie kirkpatrick we'll talk to blake harrell tomorrow we'll put that up there but also uh mike schwartz joined us last week diving to the players lounge so we'll go best of on friday but coming up on thursday as i mentioned uh, we talked offense today we'll talk ecu defense coming up Tomorrow with Pirate Defensive Coordinator Blake Harrell. We'll talk more football with ECU Hall of Famer Marcus Crandall. We'll talk pirate baseball with former pirate Brandon Manning. We will talk uh, ECU baseball with former pirate shortstop Turner Brown. Also, Brooks Hill uh, will join us. Our uh, former intern, Resident Hockey Nut, will have a Stanley Cup playoff preview and talk about the hurricane's chances to hoist the cup we'll play name that sound and we'll have ellerby and uh, a representative from pirate fest as well so the show will still be three hours and we'll figure out a way to fit it all in uh, coming up on thursday we'll be packed here from three to six uh let's hear more from last night's ecu baseball victory over old dominion danny beal was dealing and uh, he talked to reporters after his awesome uh
10: output last night
9: all right. Well, Danny, five innings out here today. I mean, what what were you feeling out there, and how
10: how were you uh, getting it done? Uh, it was good. I mean, it was obviously you know we've struggled in the midweek a lot lately, and it was a big thing for us was to get back on track, especially in the middle of the week, because you know conference play is great, but in RPI games in the middle of the week, we really need them. And I was just trying to give us distance. I mean, I knew that our pen was fresh, but at the end of the day, as many arms as we can save, it's awesome, especially for conference. So. And I came in, saved Jake and then um, just, you know, kept pounding the zone and, you know, we obviously focused on execution a lot and that's what I did and got out with a win. So,
9: you know, they, ODU entered, I think they had like three different offensive categories in the top 10, like slugging home runs and all that. So as a pitcher, I mean, are you like trying to miss bats or are you like conscious of that fact? How do you, how do you kind of approach a lineup like
10: that? Honestly, it was just like, just, we had a really good plan going and I think and at the end of the day, it was more just trying to execute and once we found out what they were, what their approach was, we just kind of kept hammering, hammering, hammering. And then I think halfway through, it was kind of like they switched it a little bit. And then we just, you know, kind of used to my advantage. I haven't, I don't think I've thrown that many pitches over the top since high school. And because, you know, normally I'm down below. So, I mean, it was, it was nice to see that everything was working tonight and AK caught a great game. And um, j was awesome by the plate too. So it was nice to, you know, get a win.
9: Because Cliff said your, like your changeup was working today. was that kind of go into the over the top, you know, delivery too? Or? Yeah,
10: I mean, it's, Probably one of my best pitches over the top, and it was working really early. So we hammered it a lot, and you know, it's it's definitely opened up a lot of opportunities for me this year. And especially since you know, I'm like last year I was predominantly down low, and having the changeup added this year has just been huge, just for me to get more opportunities and stuff like that. So it was, it was awesome to see it at its best today.
8: Your guys' starting pitching has been a, a big talking point, especially for your three starters on the weekend, but. Talk about the guys in the bullpen getting a chance to
2: go out there and
10: really perform. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. You see guys like Shankman who, you know, last year didn't really get a lot of uh, chances and not this year. He's performed awesome. And a lot of freshmen like Root's been phenomenal. Jake connor has been awesome. Um, I mean, you know I'm missing some guys. But that's kind of like our mentality is, you know, when, you know, the starters come out, we take a lot of pride in putting up zeros, getting a lot of strikeouts, you know, just doing the best thing we can to help the offense win the game, whether it's, you know, like I said, putting balls in, putting balls in play or strikeouts, whatever it is. But. You know the offense has been struggling, and then you know they, as of late they've been phenomenal. They picked us up sometimes, we picked them up. So it's it's nice to see us play a full, complete game today. It was it was nice to see you know pitching do really well and the hitting come you know full circle with a really good team. So.
8: Um, you seem to be in a groove on the mound today. What was working well for
10: you? Everything, honestly. I mean, it was it was nice to go five innings. I mean, I think that's my career long. So correct me if I'm wrong, but it was just nice to kind of like feel good for once and you know have all my stuff working and you know, missing bats is something that we take pride on as a Blizzard a, a bullpen. So it was awesome to see, you know, kind of me, Root and Jake all do the all do the things we need to do to win, so.
1: You talked about Coach Knight, about how it looks like that you guys were the last couple of years really developing new pitches and he's been really working hard with you guys.
10: Yeah, he's, AK is awesome. We have a great relationship, you know, as an entire staff and he's worked tremendously with all of us, you know, whether it's new pitches or just styles of pitching, you know, we obviously like to work quick and, you know, he's he's, he's a great mentor and a great pitching coach and, um, you know, I think the freshmen have come into you know staff really well and developed. And you know, he like I said, he's awesome and he's a great guy to be around. And the fact that he's done so well in such a short amount of time just goes to show how you know productive he is and how good of a guy he is. So,
3: Dillon, Danny Beal, great performance last night for him as East Carolina goes three pitchers last night: uh, Root, Hunter, and Beal, and picking up the win. So they are ready to roll uh, coming up this weekend against Cincinnati as they'll try to continue their dominance of the American. Uh, Certainly hit a speed bump in their first series of the year against Houston, losing two of those games, but since then responded with three against UCF, and we'll see if they can uh, put another broom on the pole out in the jungle after a uh, series this week with the Bearcats of Cincinnati. So uh, we'll be keeping an eye on that this weekend. Uh, If you missed it earlier, East Carolina made it official. The Pirates uh, Bobby Pettiford transferring to East Carolina out of the portal, and also a high school player from Goldsboro, to Corey Faison, also committed today or signed today, I should say. They were commits, now they are signees, so they are official part of the basketball team. Faison, uh, twenty four points a game, twelve rebounds a game as a senior, uh, leading the Cougars to a twenty eight and three record. He is a six six wing. So uh, the Pirates had um, a true point guard in Pettiford and a wing in Faison. And now I'm sure Mike uh, Schwartz and crew are looking for a big to add to the mix and, uh, and maybe another shooter. And you put those ingredients together with Brandon Johnson, R.J. Felton, uh, Ezra Ozar, Jaden Walker. Uh, you, you got something there. You've got some pieces and uh i know it's it's april i know i shouldn't get excited but i am getting excited for ecu basketball with what coach schwartz is doing pettiford i, I think that's a big one we'll see we'll see how it plays out but uh it gets me fired up for some pirate hoops all right we'll get ready to wrap up today's edition of pirate radio live uh shirley chandler chandler i'll see you later tonight right a little sports trivia action
5: i'll be out there
3: be watching some uh NBA play in action, also some major league baseball. Shirley. I will be there eating dinner. Oh, that's right. You said there was a maybe uh for you. So we'll see you out there eating dinner.
4: Yes, I'm not gonna stay to play trivia, unfortunately, but I will be there Boo. for dinner.
3: All right. Fair enough. We'll take what we can get. We will see you fine, folks, coming up Thursday, three o'clock, big edition of Pirate Radio Live, Blake Carroll. Turner Brown, Marcus Crandall, and more on the way Thursday, 3 o'clock. We'll talk to you then. Have a great evening. Jeff Charles, take us home.
1: Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.